This week on Honey, You Should Watch This, Susan had me watch the M. Night Shyamalama-lama-lama-lama movie Split. And now I have to go. I'm so dense. I didn't even get that. <laughs> well, jokes are funnier when you have to explain them. <laughs> I'm like, what? Okay. Welcome back to Honey, You Should Watch This. This is a podcast where a husband, that would be him, and a wife, that would be me. And this week, we have a very special guest, our dear friend, Barb. Hello. So that would be her. Um, she got sucked down this rabbit hole. Yeah. Poor thing. Yeah. All she so- wanted was some pizza. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so basically, um, one of us will pick a movie that the other one wouldn't normally watch or probably wouldn't choose to see themselves. Um, and, uh, we watch the movie and then we talk about it, um, to make sure that we all know that you don't have to like a movie to appreciate it. Right. Okay. Okay. Barb, you okay? Yes. Okay. All right. So, okay. All right. So introduce our nice guest. I will. I'm getting there. (laughs) Jeez, don't rush me. God damn. Um, <laughs> Barb, welcome. Thank you. Yeah. Um, why don't you introduce yourself? You can do that. That is not you're what a we pro- said. <laughs> you're a professional, Barb. She said yes, no names. <laughs> Only addresses and Hi. phone numbers. I am Susan's friend, Barb. <laughs> but not Greg's friend. Barb, Barb is a very close friend of ours uh, who we like to hang out with quite a bit. Sometimes our schedules don't uh, mesh because we're all, you know, well, she's busy. We're, we're, we just sit, we're just home. She buddies. is a but, super, super busy lady. Yeah. She's a, a high flute and professional woman. <laughs> yeah. um, works like her nine, nine to five and she does a lot of volunteer work and she sings in a band and yeah. she's just on it and she has our same weird warped sense of humor so yeah um, she listened to our podcast and we, we talked to her quite that, a bit right? so yep so um she she kind of got sucked into this because mm-hmm. the movie that susan picked and she decided to come over and watch it with us and uh and it, it turned into a it turned into a wormhole that you went down because um yeah well we'll, get, we'll we, get into that i guess yeah we'll get into that later yes. what i think is funny is I watched Split because she made me watch Split one night and then she didn't even remember what Split was about. So she had to watch it again with us. So it was a whole new experience for her. I was the only one who knew what was going on. Yes. So. No, I knew what was going on. That's a thing. (laughs) (laughs) Memory issues. Yeah, sometimes. Well, Well, you know, your memories directly reflects on how much wine you drank while you're watching the movie, too. Well, there's that. Yeah. Yeah. That's a thing, too. I don't think so. <laughs> okay. Well, you know, we also watched Split because your son wanted to watch Split too. Yes. That was his big deal. So, okay. Anywho. It's always his fault. It, everything is his Fair fault. Enough. Just tell him everything. Yeah. When he starts paying rent, then he cannot be blamed. Right? <laughs> Perfect. Works for me. There you go. I got it. So do you have a question? 
Yeah, who was the MVP of Super Bowl six? I have no idea. Okay. Why did you have me watch this? <laughs> <laughs> well, I had you watch this because Barb made me watch this one night when I was hanging out at her house. Um, and I thought it would be a good thing to make you watch because it's got a really good um, performance by James McAvoy, first of all. Excuse me. It's pronounced Professor X. <laughs> I can't do a Scottish accent, so I can't say McAvoy right, but Professor X, whatever. Um, <laughs> um, and it's, um, as far as M. Night Shyamalan uh, movies go, uh, it's not bad. Okay. You know, a lot of people don't like them. I was not a big fan of Unbreakable, but this was better than Unbreakable. In well, mind. you know, we'll go ahead and get into that now real mm-hmm. quick. Before, why, why don't you why don't you read the synopsis and then we will start telling everybody all the gory details of our intimate personal secrets. Wow! <laughs> Did you know you were in for this, Barb? I'm so excited. Intimate personal now. secrets. I'm not even ready for this. All right, I can do it. Uh, 2016 split was written and directed by M. Night Shyamalan. And the synopsis is: as in broad daylight, schoolmates Casey, Claire, and Marsha are a debt abducted by Kevin Wendell Crumb, a man suffering from disassociative disassociative identity disorder. They are held captive in an uh, unknown underground location. Under the care of psychologist Dr. Karen Fletcher, it is discovered that Kevin's mind houses 23 distinct personalities. Among the personalities are some who call themselves the Horde. It includes Dennis, a tough male persona with OCD and a penchant for watching young girls dance. He's the one who executes the kidnapping. Patricia, a proper, almost nun or teacher-like personality with a strict need for control. Hedwig, Wig, a nine-year-old boy. The Horde believes that the 24th beast persona will emerge and become the highest form of human evolution. The girls are meant to be sacred food for the beast. And the girls try in various ways to get to freedom with Casey, who we learn through a series of flashbacks, is a survivor of sexual abuse, being the most cunning and calculated of the three. As the time of the beast arrives, the question remains, is the feared monster within real or is it just a figment of Crumb's imagination? The movie stars James McAvoy um, as... All of the personalities you say, Dennis, Patricia, Hedwig, The Beast, John, Kevin Wendell Crumb, Barry Orwell, and Jade. Anna Taylor-Joy as Casey Cook. Betty Buckley as Dr. Karen Flesher. Haley Lou Richardson as Claire Benoit. Jessica Sula as Marsha. And a very, very well-done performance by Izzy Kofi, who plays five-year-old Casey. And an uncredited appearance by Bruce Willis because, surprise, this is part of the East Rail 177 trilogy. How'd I do? East Rail, what? The East Rail 177 trilogy. What is that? That East Rail 177 was the train Train. that got into the accident at the beginning of Unbreakable. Why would you, but trains run on rails. Never mind. So What are you... (laughs) I told you, deep, dark secrets. <laughs> east Rail. <laughs> what part about East Rail, uh, other than the East, isn't telling you rail? <laughs> I'm, I'm being sarcastic. <laughs> you should know after 15 years when I'm... You, you still... I love you so much. Uh-huh. You're so sweet. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, um, I won't be able to go to the doctor tomorrow because he'll see all the scarring. Um, <laughs> 
Okay, right. so you picked this, and mm-hmm. um, I I am not a monster Shyamalan fan, even though I, I, I apparently I, I like most of his movies that I see. So I don't know why I'm not a monster Shyamalan fan. I guess because he always tries to work in the twist. I, I get it. Uh, I had never watched Unbreakable because you had told me how horrible it was, even though I've heard a lot of people talk about how it was. So before this started, before we watched Split, I watched Unbreakable, mm-hmm. and I liked it. I thought it was pretty good. If I had not seen Unbreakable, um, it really wouldn't have mattered for this movie, but the cl- but the twist at the end, the cliffhanger wouldn't have mattered. You'd have been mm-hmm. like, the fuck is that? Yeah, um, yeah. And the rabbit hole that we went down is after watching Split, we all looked at each other and said, tomorrow night, 7 o'clock, glass. <laughs> <laughs> so so I had never seen any of these, and I watched the whole, um, apparently it's the East Rail 177 trilogy. Uh, I watched them in two days, uh, having never seen them. So, um, but that's that's the story here. So I think that, I don't know that you need to have seen Unbreakable to watch this and appreciate it. Right. But, um if you haven't seen the Unbreakable and you try and watch Glass, then yeah, you're you're not gonna. You probably would have no idea. But we're going to focus mostly on Split today, I think, right? Yeah, we're going to okay. focus on Split. So before, um, when I said we were going to be watching Split, um, what did you? What was your perception? What did you think this movie was going to be, and how did it measure up to what I, it was in reality? I, I expected uh, exactly what I got. Okay. I, I mean, the, the, this is one of the movies to me where having it been three years old, seven, 2017, ha- having been three years old, having seen the trailers, it was it had been given away. Uh, I did not know how it ended specifically, but it was it was a, a thriller about a guy who had a bunch of personalities, and one of them was you know not nice. <laughs> That's a simplified version of it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's what happens. That's e- what happens when e- bad people do bad things. Etc. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's that. I I wasn't surprised by anything that happened. Um, obviously, being that old, I knew it was a part of that trilogy. I knew um, that he was, you know, it was set in that comic book universe. Even though I had never seen Unbreakable, I kind of knew what was going down, what had happened. So as far as the universe went, I I kind of knew what to expect there. Okay. What about you, Barb? Since you'd never seen it before, yeah. <laughs> can I throw things at you? <laughs> Go ahead. No, the question isn't can you throw things at me. The question is can you hit me? <laughs> oh yeah, no wine tonight. So yeah, yeah, I can hit you. Oh, it was completely what I didn't expect. <laughs> yeah. No, it's absolutely what you expect. Oh okay. Yeah. It, it, I I have an issue with trailers lots of times for newer movies because I feel like. They either don't tell you what the movie's actually about, or they make you expect something that's not happening, or you're like, eh, "There's no reason for me to go see that because I know what's happening." So this was just a trailer. I don't think there was a lot more they could have done with this movie, simply because, I mean, it's there's n- there's not a long winding plot here. I mean, it's no. really just kind of it starts out at A and it ends at like A point B. <laughs> it doesn't even, you know what I mean? Yeah, that, that's that's a thing. Yeah. A point B. A point B. Yeah. Meaning that it doesn't really, it just kind of sits in its own space and, and the story itself happens. There's no long, it's not like a murder mystery where you're like, oh, well, Carl was there. No, he wasn't. He was at his brother's wedding. Oh, okay. He's not a suspect anymore. You really find out it didn't go down a long path. It was just, here's a guy. We know he's fucked up in the head. Right. We know he's got problems. Yeah. Oh, well, oh the, look, at the end, he's fucked up in the head. All right, let's have and pizza. And what twist? Well, this, yeah. <laughs> this central part of, of this, yes. this whole thing is to... 
pizza. Yeah. <laughs> um, the central part of this whole thing is the fact that one is somebody going to stop him, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and two is the beast really going to be the beast, or is this something that figment, figment of yeah. uh, Kevin, the horde's imagination, collective imagination? Yeah. So that's etc. <laughs> Um, so let's, let's get into it. We can talk first about Kevin and, um, and the Horde, um, in, in the terms of disassociative identity disorder, it's actually called a system of personalities. Fair enough. Just so you know. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think overall, I mean, you see, um, McAvoy do, geez, seven? Nine. Was it nine? Nine He's credited, he's credited because he, because, because... He doesn't do them all voice, but he does them all at least in the one of the the videos that she finds mm-hmm. on the computer at the right. end. Yeah, right. yeah. He, so you see, there he, are twenty three personalities, but he only does nine of them. He's credited for nine. Right. So he does. Um, he does Dennis and Patricia, Hedwig. Those um, are, those are the three main ones. Kevin, Bear, uh, Kevin, Barry. In there, Barry. Barry, Jade, Jade, and the professor guy. Oh yeah, the- Professor X. Yes, we get it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um i can look them up if you want the one um, actually, actually i i think i have it here oh right, well then why don't you do it all right <laughs> <laughs> so dennis patricia hedwig the beast oh we forgot the beast uh <laughs> kevin wendell crumb barry orwell oh, wendell and, is the in jade orwell. orwell orwell and wendell yeah, yeah. there right. you go so now uh the first piece of trivia to throw out here and i don't know if you know this uh she did not know it until i said it uh, Shyamalan based this on a actual person. Mm. There was a person, and I I don't know his name. I'm not I, I'm not even gonna look it up. Throw it out there. It doesn't matter. He had the dissociative, mm-hmm. the DID order, and he uh, was charged with the rape of three women, mm. and he did it. But he pled insanity. It was the first person to plead this, and he won. He got off. Uh, he was not he w- he was not convicted, uh, but that is he based yeah. this character on that that real life person. Yeah, he wow. I I came across it too, and I'll I can put the video in the show notes of, about who this guy is. But um, he he had the reason why he was that was based on it too was it had he had twenty three personalities mm-hmm. um, with DID. When this movie did come out, um, a lot of uh, mental health advocates were concerned because of the way it's portrayed right it's uh, but the thing is is i found a video too that was called the science of split and it had someone who works with people with disassociative identity disorder and she sat there and said yes this is kind of true to life no this isn't likely to happen all these things um so i was listening to you know i I researched that i also listened to um a couple of podcasts where people with did were talking about their experience um, and usually when you have DID, um, it takes some time in therapy to even recognize who your alters are because you're just losing time, mm-hmm. right? If something takes over, you've, you've lost that time. Um, it takes a lot of time to, to get those personalities to kind of work together as a system. Um, and it's so it's a matter of, what when he's coming out to these girls that probably wouldn't happen because the when another personality comes out the whole point of 
the mind being uh, splitting in that way, we'll say split, right? Because the movie split, um, is to protect mm-hmm. the person. Um, and so if they did come out, they would probably not try to call attention to the fact that it was a different personality because they're trying to protect it. So they would try to not to, you know, they wouldn't markedly dress differently or things like that. Right. So, right. Um, but that doesn't mean that they wouldn't necessarily. So I thought it was, that was pretty, pretty interesting. And the other thing is there are fewer than 200,000 cases per year in the United States for the most part people with DID are more likely to hurt themselves or have an alter that engages in risky behaviors that would hurt them, you know, like sex or something like that. Drugs, drinking. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. You got hurt during sex? Let's back up. Deep dark secret time, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? Just go go home with the wrong person or, you know what I mean? Get, Mm -hmm. you know, engage in, yeah, that kind of stuff. That's not always a bad thing. Uh... You talk like you know, but <laughs> <laughs> look, I've gone Anywho. home. I've gone home with my wrong, the wrong chair, guys. I, I <laughs> none of us are immune. But none of us are immune, ladies. <laughs> I, you know, whether or not they, I'm fun at bar mitzvahs too, Bart. <laughs> whether or not they get this right, the fact that you see James McAvoy kind of quickly go between one personality to another is an amazing feat of acting so i I would like to address that real quick and i i get that it's a real thing and i get that there are actual ways that it happens and it may not be portrayed but those people do understand that this was a movie right not a documentary right yeah okay but that because that that shit drives me crazy no it's not so and, and but it's not it's it's really more about calling attention to the fact that this is not the way it is whether or not it's a movie or not they're not going after the movie but they're just trying to get people to understand so there isn't any stigma around that particular disorder mm-hmm. okay absolutely um how did how did you feel uh mcavoy did in this movie oh my it was God. amazing he was really amazing yeah. do you know who's who was lined up to play Kevin Wendell Crumb? Yeah, I do. That's why. I, that's why I went down this road. But you know what? You go ahead. There's my. There's my thunder. You can no, have you it. Ahead. You take the take the take the um, wheel. Jo- Joaquin Jesus. Phoenix was originally supposed to be in this. Yeah, he was originally cast in this, and they couldn't come to an agreement on. Uh, I can't remember what it was. I think it was contract. It's I think a contract. It, I think it was money because right. because he's out there. Um, after watching him in Joker, uh, Joker to me was very one note. Mm-hmm. It, it was good. Mm-hmm. It was really good. I'll probably never watch it again. I don't know, maybe. But I don't think that he could have pulled off all the voices and faces and like like he, McAvoy did. He may have, but I think McAvoy made like the Hedwig obviously is <sighs> is the most memorable of the personalities he does. And the he just nails that childlike look on his face. Um, I'm not sure Joaquin could have pulled out. He may have. Um, I think he would have been a lot more threatening. Because, yes. Walk, I mean, when you think of James McAvoy, even though he's played some bad dudes, um, he he has a very gentle look to him, where Joaquin kind of looks a little... Yeah, Joaquin Phoenix would have been... He's, he's been through he's the dryer. Too. Yeah, he's... For th- yeah. yeah, I agree. Like yeah. your phone. When um. he, when he, uh, when Shyamalan ran into, um, you know, that's not funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
was funny. And it was the washer. Yeah. Um, the uh, Shyamalan ran into McAvoy at a Comic Con, uh, and and he mm-hmm. had uh, McAvoy had just finished filming X Men Apocalypse, so he had no hair, and loved the look and said, "That's you're what I want for the role mm-hmm. now that Joaquin's not in there." And I, it doesn't surprise me that Joaquin he picked Joaquin because Joaquin was in Signs. Yeah. yeah, so he's so, worked with so him he's before. Worked with him before. And, and Shyamalan does have a tendency to work with people that he's worked with before. Right. He also said this was the hardest film he's ever made. This, this was the hardest to make film he'd ever made. I'm not sure why. I mean, to me, there's not a lot that went down. You know I mean? There's only like two or three locations, but eh, who knows? I, I think it's probably more trying to, to get that the acting, you know, okay. on point. Um, it's funny, Just, though, because before I knew about Joaquin being the, the first choice for this thing, I did think about him during this because we were talking about the Beast and all I could think about him in, in, in Joker is going, and they think we're going to be good little boys and take it and we won't go werewolf. And <laughs> <laughs> that's what, Yeah, no, I almost I, said I, it, it out loud. It, 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 that, that, that was when that movie, you were like, whoa, this guy's fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> Are you going to say something? Just the subtlety, the changes in his face. Yeah, amazing. Just unreal. Yeah. You could just see who was coming. Yeah. Watching watching him do that is like watching Seth MacFarlane live go from Brian to Peter to Stewie to Peter to Quagmire. It's like, you, how do you... You're like, yeah. How, I mean, it's it's amazing when you know when you watch a cartoon and one guy is doing six different voices, but when you watch him, just go pip, 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 pip. And then you see him do that in that movie, right. especially to me. It was the in the end, the the final scene after she had escaped and she was running, mm. and he was talking to her, and then she yes. called she called his name, and and he's like, "Whoa, and we're back," and that was wow. Yeah, she called his his name, which was his original identity, this actual per, person mm-hmm. persona, and Herman he, Edward Munster. Yes, Herman <laughs> Edward Munster, um, Kevin Wendell Crumb. Um, so he, basically he asked what day it is and he thinks it's like two years. So he's that, that person, that core personality has been almost like three suppressed for, yeah. He says like September something. Do you know what that date was? That was the day, um, that Ireland, is it Ireland? Scotland. Scotland. That's right. Cause he's Scottish. Voted whether they should leave the Great Britain and he's Scottish. Details. Yeah. 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 It's it's, it's it's really silly. I mean, literally one of the, my favorite things about this podcast, other than spending extra time with my wife, there you go, gratuitous, oh, hug and kiss. Uh, I is, don't is, believe you for a is, second. You shouldn't. <laughs> is looking up um is is looking up all the the the, the stuff like the Easter eggs and stuff like that. Like I never, would, I, I'm just yeah. like oh, that's just some random day he went out to get a steak, a, a cheesesteak. You know what I mean? Um, and <laughs> then all it's this, in Philadelphia. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, yeah I, I I know that's why I said it. So. <laughs> <laughs> so, but you know what I mean? You're like, wow, that's, and then just out of nowhere. So I, I thought that was really cool. But uh, and when he said that in the movie, I was like, whoa, holy shit. They haven't let this dude out for like three and a half years. He doesn't even know who won the last three Super Bowls. Yeah. So what a miserable existence. You would have to assume that it was Barry doing all his, his stuff at, at his job. Right, oh, because yeah. Oh, yeah. he was around went to for work. That. Barry went to the counseling. Yeah. So it's, that's, that's pretty much Well, his name is, is Kevin. Kevin. Right? Mm-hmm. Was Kevin. The the psychologist, if you noticed, never spoke to Kevin. Mm-mm. She spoke to Barry. Yes. Was always we're always talking to Barry. Well, Barry was the dominant personality before the horde took over. Mm-hmm. So right, yeah. but that's what I'm saying. It wasn't like Kevin had a job, and Barry was doing it for him. Apparently, right. Barry, Barry had, had the a job. job. He yeah. was a yeah. designer. Barry was the, the fashion post? designer. Yeah, the fashion yeah. Designer. he brought his book in. He right. had all his designs. 
Yeah. So that's pretty cool. Um, one of the things to trying to say about the, some of the detail and stuff like that is he, um, if you notice in this film, um, Shyamalan is very um, inspired, like most filmmakers are, by Hitchcock. And so he had a lot of references in there, um, starting with the way the titles were done when um, two words came together, they joined mm -hmm. almost like on a timeline. It was very um, it, it evocative of, of the psycho credits okay. um, and everything was kind of on a horizontal um the other thing is, you know, he when you first see the girls um, when they're taken to this underground place, which we find out is um, the zoo where Barry works, um, sh they are in this room, and you have Casey on one cot and the two other girls on the other cot, and there's in the stone wall there is a line right down the center of the room, and it kind of splits, you know. Right. The, the two, you know, almost foreshadowing, you know, that these two and, and this, this one is completely different and they, you know, someone mm -hmm. is going to be the final girl in this. Um, and there's other things too, like just real small things like in the office of the psychologist, um, there is a picture of a woman peeking behind a shower curtain. So a nod to Psycho. Ah. Um, and one of his personalities... To be fair, she wasn't peeking out the shower curtain, though. What? Ne never mind. Go ahead. <laughs> she wasn't peeking out the shower curtain what in you... Psycho. No, but shower curtain scene. We, obviously, it's just a nod. God, he takes things so literally. Excuse me? <laughs> the other thing is... Um, Start taking stuff figuratively, apparently. <laughs> the other thing is one of his personalities, um, although they didn't open the video, one of the videos, it was named Norma for Norma Bates. There was one that was named after uh, the one of the characters from Signs that was not opened as Mr. well. Mr. Pritchett. Yes. Yeah. So Quiet, quiet cool. down, Barb. <laughs> quiet down. I'm thinking I need to go watch it again. <laughs> I, I'll be right back. <laughs> Look, know. we didn't drink that much. That night. I, mean, I was there. I, she no, was for a, the details. She was in a pizza. I remember. She was mm. in a pizza coma. Mm -hmm. um, the other thing oh, I thought was, pizza. I thought that, that Shyamalan did well, right? We'll give, we'll give props to Shyamalan, is this is a very uncomfortable movie, right? It's, it's the, the way that... that that uh, McAvoy's character is played as creepy. Um, you know, the girls are supposed to be sacred food. That is creepy as hell. That is very creepy. Um, you know, we go back into Kate, flashbacks of Casey's uh, past, and we kind of slowly yeah. learn that her uncle, from a very young, you know, from a very young Casey's very young age, age five, was was sexually abusing her. Um, all these things. So to write a character like Hedwig as part of the horde was brilliant because it did give you that comic tent, you know, relief, the yes. tension because it was, there were so many things that he did or how he acted that was, that acted as that comic relief, which was pretty cool. Yes. Yeah. It was a nice break. Window yeah. Open window, close window, open window. Close. <laughs> I have to draw one of those <laughs> oh, for you when awful. you go back to work. <laughs> what? I have to draw one of those for you. Yeah. When you you have to, to draw me. So, so one of you has to draw me that. Cause if I have to go back to work, I'm going to go from having a nice home office with, bright light and bright natural light to a, a windowless office. I'll make so. you a window. Oh, I'll sit there all day. Window open, window closed. I'll take a sledgehammer down there and make you a window. 
<laughs> Did I take that too literal? <laughs> <laughs> hey, good news. At least I'm not in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> that's an inside joke here, folks. That's that's just for the people at the table. But you guys go ahead and laugh like it was funny. <laughs> yeah. What what what's that middle finger mean, Barb? <laughs> oh God. So that was good. Um, let's talk about um, in. The, we'll put this in the department of not the best professional in the world. I think she's right up there with um, what's her face from uh, Suicide Squad, who is the worst archaeologist in the world. Mm, okay. Um, we will call Dr. Fletcher probably the worst psychologist in the world um, because <laughs> there are so many things that she did wrong. <laughs> well, yeah, we can discuss it if you want. We could leave it for I have questions mm. or we can discuss it. But I mean, this is one of those situations where you've heard me say before, even though I'm, you you guys, I was fairly animated during these movies, especially yes. Glass. Mm-hmm. I was about an hour in a Glass, and I was just like, fuck, fuck, ne- all right, never mind. I'm just going to shut up and watch it because everything <laughs> that's happened up until now is absolute garbage. Um, you you have to you have to just suspend the disbelief that that's the way it went down. Otherwise, you don't have the story. You know what I mean? Right. It yeah. just it just doesn't. It, well, it's just. You know, there's there's certain call someone, call someone, call someone, maybe. Yeah, well, even that, it's just like, yeah. If you are a any kind of uh, like a mental health professional, first of all, you don't see people in your home. That's a safety issue. Um, True. And a privacy issue, almost. Maybe right? it was a home slash office. It seemed like her home, but office. even it was her, it, did. it was home. Well, the home office is in Des Moines. But you're you're dealing with somebody who's who's got a kind of a fragile mental state. You could run into attachment issues. You don't want your patients I, knowing where you live. I agree. Yes, with you. I there's agree. a there's bound, yeah. It's called professional boundaries. boundaries yes, um, also called handguns. Right. Um, so she had cameras. And again, you're right. Uh, so he, he, yeah, as part of this whole thing, Evidence. she's she's she keeps getting these emails from the Barry personality. Um, and Dennis, Barry White, Barry White, love me the sexy slither of a lady snake. <laughs> <laughs> you are welcome. <laughs> I mean, she does recognize that Dennis, who she, yeah, know, that Dennis isn't Barry, right? So she picks up on, she, she pi- knows she does Kevin's personas, right? And she realizes that she's not talking to Barry and she recognizes the mannerisms, mm-hmm. but she just fails to do anything. Well, I think the thing is, is I, you know, here's, here's the, the problem with that character. The character is so tied up in her work and mm-hmm. she even says, I'm, I'm not going to lose another one of my patients to the system. Mm-hmm. So she's very hesitant to like, cause the thing that she should have done was like call for a welfare check. Mm-hmm. Right. She knew where he was. Um, so she went to go see him. But I mean, she could have called for a welfare check right now. What would have happened to the police had they showed up is another story entirely. Um, and then when she was there and she realized that something bad was about to go down, she just should have gotten the hell out, out. of there. <laughs> Um, which is the one thing with all kind of suspense and horror movies that you get frustrated with anyway. Get no, let's out. go look behind this well, door. Well, get we, out! We all three went, why the fuck is she not leaving? <laughs> leave! <laughs> no, let's stuff a tissue in here and leave it hanging out. Yeah, yeah. Like, 
Not even, <laughs> not even subtle, man. Just. <laughs> well, that was supposed to be her way of making the door not be able to lock, but mm-hmm. I think we all know that that wouldn't have happened. There's a couple things in this movie that I, I call bullshit on. Just a but, couple? Yeah. But don't worry, we'll get to the, I have questions. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and that was it was Betty Buckley. We haven't seen Betty Buckley in a while, so I don't think I've ever seen Betty Buckley. <gasps> you never watched Eight Is Enough? Why would I have watched Eight Is Enough? <laughs> that was so because good. everybody watched Eight Is Enough. What if I told you I read the Cliff Notes? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't watch Eight Is Enough. Actually, I didn't. I didn't watch it. Twenty Four Is Enough. Um, <laughs> no, I didn't watch Twenty Four either. <laughs> I, I never watched Eight Is Enough. No, who is she? Was she the mom on the show? She was the mom, yeah. Okay. It was like a, one of those blended family kind of things. So she wasn't the mom mom. She was like the mom know, that married the dad after the mom died or something like that. That was one with Dick Van Patten, right? Yeah. Okay. We'll say Richard Van Patten to be polite. <laughs> yep, ladies and gentlemen, okay. zero beers. This is what happens okay. when I'm sober. So, I mean, she was really more just kind of this exposition character than anything else, you know? That, and, yeah, she was. And I, I think all they did was, you're right, exposition. They used her to, to, to show what they wanted you to know about Barry. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they, they tried to... I kind of I feel like sometimes this is where Shyamalan falls down in his movies is they tried to explain everything that was going on in literally a two minute scene with mm-hmm. her and that guy that she was she was trying to get that oh. seat on that panel or whatnot. Yeah. And they, they acted they acted like they just explained everything and you're like, No, wait wait a minute, well, what about wait, 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 wait okay, well I guess that scene's over, so we're good. But if you go back, because there's a um uh there's CZ's World, which is a um a YouTube channel who goes through things that you might have missed in movies. And that scene is actually pretty pivotable. 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 Oh, my God. Somebody say it. Pivotal. 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 There you go. You got it. You nailed it. You've been watching. It's important. Somebody get get Barb a respirator because... That scene is important. Impossible. Impossible. Um... Bing pot. Um, You're allowed to laugh into the microphone, Barb. <laughs> Holy shit, I didn't know humans could turn that red. <laughs> anyway, that's. Oh my God, she's that... a chameleon. She's the color of her shirt. <laughs> Poor thing. Oh, I'll be nice. <laughs> wow. Okay, so that scene was actually a reveal if you go back because it actually ties it in to the, the trilogy. Because he's talking about your your treat these are traumatized people and you're treating them like they have superpowers. That was okay. that was the function of that scene I too. Thought the, I thought the tie-in was Bruce Willis at the end. It is a tie-in <laughs> okay, to it, there but go, there was there's that's no, a, right. an act of foreshadowing. No, you're not. <laughs> oh, I'm right. No, you're not. Uh-uh. Uh-huh. <laughs> Thank you, Barb. Two to one. Democracy rules. Kitty, come here. <laughs> I mean, I caught that line, but yeah, uh, you know it, it. It would. It probably would have mattered more if I didn't know it was a part of the Unbreakable Universe beforehand. Like, if you'd seen that in the theater, mm-hmm. you'd have been like, "Whoa, wait a minute." Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe it's right. really subtle. Yeah. The the one thing that I did think about though after. After this and and, and getting ready for the podcast was um, the the other thing about Dr. Fletcher Fletcher is I think she actually enabled the Horde. 
to become stronger because she kept leaning into their specialness. Mm-hmm. Right. She kept okay. talking about how special they all were. Um, I kept thinking she was afraid when she was talking to them at first. Yeah. By saying how special they were and being right. so oh, careful. Like, I so thought she pretty. was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't hurt me. Yeah. <laughs> You're so nice. <laughs> um, but I think she believed in that. And I mm-hmm. think that kind of. And it's, you know, they all, all personalities in, in DID kind of serve a function for that core personality, right? Because you, you saw it in when they were talking about Dennis is Dennis was kind of the first one to come out because he was trying to keep the room absolutely spotless, which is why he had, you know, mm-hmm. kind of developed that OCD was, was not to piss off mom. So Kevin wouldn't get beaten. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, in that respect, yeah, they all kind of play their role. But I think the way that she was looking at them and actually kind of, again, it's all about boundaries. She wasn't, she didn't really draw them as well as she could have. And I I actually think that that's kind of what got the horde thinking, you know, we're special and we're evolved. And and then him being at the zoo um, kind of got that beast persona cooking. You know what I'm saying? Okay. You you don't you No, know. I do. I do. I just that's kind of one of my another I have question that I didn't okay. get, get as far as we're going. Um All right. you know, I think that'll probably be the longest sex, uh section of this one. We haven't done many I have questions lately, but there's I've got a, I've got a lot to Yeah, I think we all probably do. Um so let's move on to Casey then. Casey? Casey. Casey? Is he at the bat? <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh my god. That motherfucker, that motherfucker after that whole poem, that motherfucker struck out. Can you believe that shit? <laughs> what a letdown. They should have called that Casey's in the village. <laughs> what? You know, because of Shyamalan's village. Oh, see God. How I tied, see yeah. how I tied the joke together? Oh, Wait, the horse? That's, that's two. Yeah. That's two that I've had to explain to you in the last hour. Yeah, I just don't think you're... Oh, never mind. <laughs> I've transcended. I'm so smart you don't understand it. I get it. No. I've been there. I've been there. <laughs> so let's talk about Casey Cook. Okay. Um, now, Casey's a psycho. No, no, she's she's in line because they made her. They made her. They kind of gave her the same kind of thing that that David Dunn had, right? Which was the the name that's the litter of two 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 name yeah. thing. Yeah, well, they I can't speak tonight. It's a litter it's, of it's what? Alliteration. Alliteration, oh. <laughs> right? You've got in Peter Mar- Parker. In the Marvel Universe, a lot of the characters, they're, they, they they have the same consonant that starts their names. Right. Pepper Potts, Peter Parker. Um, uh, Bruce Banner. Uh, Bruce Banner. Uh, the Reed Richards. Uh, they're, they're, they're all over the place. And they asked, uh, they actually asked Stan Lee one time, "Why did you do that?" And he goes, "It just helped me to remember their name. I wasn't doing, I wasn't trying to do anything funny. It was, I just mm-hmm. had so many names. Uh, they did the David Dunn and the Casey Cook. Yes. Yeah, they do in the DC universe too, because you had Lois Lane, Lana Lang. Well, they weren't really superheroes. They Shemalang were just women. Ding dong. Um, no. Um, so, why do you always do that to me? You're so mean. Why? So mean. I'm glad somebody's here to witness this. <laughs> Some people listened last week. They heard me being mean to you. (laughs) (laughs) So Casey Cook, I think if they're going to do any more of these films, which I'm not quite sure they will, um, has kind of been kind of placed into a little bit of a hero category because of she's the only one with kind of that alliteration in her name in this whole thing. 
Yeah. And Shyamalan's just geeky enough to do that. Well, she was in this in this in this movie. She's the only person, in my opinion, that's grounded. Mm-hmm. She she understands things for what they are, having been through what she's been through. She, I mean, she's the ones that telling the girls in the room at the beginning, "Shut the fuck up! You're being stupid. Um, mm-hmm. Don't do this. Don't, you know, you guys, you, this is you're going to be done. Blah blah blah." You know, she she makes the decision at the end to go ahead and make sure that she's not with her uncle anymore. She she's smart enough to do the things that she needs to do and play the game the way that it's played. The other girls are just like, "We got to beat him up," and she's like, "Yeah, that's not really going to work. He's going to knock you out with one punch. We can take him." <laughs> no, 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 you can't. No, no. she's and, well, she's kind of the one that steps back and says, "We don't know what we're dealing with here, and until we know what we're dealing with, we shouldn't do anything yeah. irrational." You could tell. Well, and pre- she's been through stuff. Yeah. Right. yeah. So well, and they haven't. Which is where the grounded comes from. She's yeah. Not, right. She. I yeah. mean, the other two girls. Let's get right down to it. Were spoiled bratty teenager, uh, teenage cheerleaders. That's what they yeah. were. Right. They were. They were entitled. Yeah. So. Yeah, and it's. Let it's, that be a lesson to you. <laughs> it's funny too because they've got you know the the two ones that you know because the beast they're they're food for the beast because they are considered unpure because they have not suffered. Um. And those two girls are obviously, you know, wearing the the mini skirts and the, mm-hmm. you know, things like that. And it's funny because you don't, if you are watching it for the first first time, um, anytime, uh, because Dennis has OCD and he's also a little, a bit of a perv for the young girls, whenever one of the girls gets their clothing dirty, he makes them take it off. Mm-hmm. Um, Casey... Obviously, for for obvious reasons, was wearing a lot of layers. Yes, yes. (laughs) And it didn't really hit you until everything got revealed about her past. That you were like, oh, Oh, that makes sense. And that was that was intentionally written that way because he wasn't supposed to find her attractive until the The top came off. Yeah, Yeah, no, until the top came off. Yeah, and he was more concerned about her having her clothes clean. Than mm-hmm. he was about her being a sexual object, because when she took it off, uh, I think somebody said that she had one of the things that w- she had the same color T-shirt on that, that he did. Mm-hmm. I got, I got, I got to look that up again. But there was, there was something that he did there that showed that when he took it off, it was like, okay, well, you've got another shirt on, and it's just like me. Um, right. Yeah. yeah. He said, "I yeah. like your shirt." Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And well, and Henry was like, "Dennis says you wear a lot of layers." Um, yeah. But the other thing is when she's in her. In the tank top at the end, when she's actually facing off with the beast, I didn't notice this, um, but I, I heard it picked up in another thing of trivia where her color of that tank top is green, which aligns her with David Dunn because that's yes, his color. That's what I read. Yes, it was. Yeah. Yeah. And the beast color or the the horde color is yellow, and then in the rest of the trilogy, you got purple for Mister Glass. Yes. So. That is that is absolutely correct. Okay. That's what I read. It wasn't it wasn't about pulling the shirt off and being. It was just the fact that when she did, because David Dunn wears the 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 poncho all the time. Yes. Yeah. Well done. Good job. Woo. Okay. I did See something right today. <laughs> hey, I, I didn't. Say I that. think Anna Taylor Joy <laughs> is is very does a very good job in this. She's I've I haven't seen her in anything else, and um, I don't know if you've seen her. In, I, I think she, was she in one of the. I don't know if she was one of the X Men ones. Oh, I don't know. 
I, I thought I thought everybody did a good job acting in this movie. I, I mean, lots of times you can watch me and you're like, how did he get cast? I, I thought yeah. everybody was more than acceptable. I, there's a couple of characters I didn't like, but I thought that everybody mm-hmm. did a good job. You know, like I I, yeah, I, I, would agree. I, I agree. I hate the, the, the psychologist character just because how can you be that smart and be that stupid? But I mean, that's part of the, that's just part of the movie. It had, that's how it had to go down. Because if she had done what she should have done, you never would have met the Beast. Oh, my God. What? She was in The Witch. And yeah, I wouldn't know that. Yeah, yeah I would. Me either. I would. Um, I like that movie. Um, it didn't even Uh-oh. dawn on me that she was, that was her. She was way too young to be in Blair Witch, so that was like eight Not or ten Blair years Blair Witch. Not the Blair Witch. The, the Vivitch. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> The, the Robert one, the, one the Robert Eggers film, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So what else has she been in here? Who cares? I mean what what has what she been mean? in? <laughs> uh Dark Crystal Age of Resistance. Well, so she was just a voice in that. That was a that was like a mini series that was on uh Netflix, I think. Animated or like like mm. the original puppets. Dark remember the Dark Crystal? Oh, you don't. God, I bet you I've seen that movie. Atlantis? Atlantis? No, it's never a heard TV of it. TV series. <laughs> yeah. We're so well. I mean, we're <laughs> looking up a woman's uh, acting credits. Uh, dead air, dead air, dead air. La, 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 la. <laughs> yeah, I was kind of hoping she'd be in something else. I thought she was in another one of like a like one of the some some variation of the of the X Men. The X Men. If she was, she probably wouldn't claim it because some of those movies have been turds. <laughs> <laughs> Take that off my good. Google she's search. She's very, you know, very empathetic character. And little Casey was great, too. Oh, she was adorable. That was a... Holding that oh, shotgun. Oh, yeah, yeah. Holding that shotgun. She struck out, I think she struck out, too. <laughs> <laughs> At T-Ball? Yeah. <laughs> Seen it happen. <laughs> Look, not every kid that plays T-Ball should be playing T-Ball. Let's just, let's just say that and move on. Yeah. <laughs> I don't understand why he's not playing. <laughs> Have you seen him play, Carl? <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen him play? All right. All right. All right. Says the we want to lose by less than 20 this week. <laughs> Carl's going to ride the pine. <laughs> okay. So what did you think about the way this movie wrapped up? Uh, well... It, it surprised me a little bit because of what Bloomhouse does. Bloomhouse doesn't do sequels. Blumhouse. Potato. What, what, whatever. Potato. <laughs> they don't, you know, they don't, they, they've got that, they've got a script that they go by when they make a movie and it's mm-hmm. a, a low budget and it's not typically big name actors and it's not, um, you, you know, they don't, they don't go into it looking for a sequel. Mm-hmm. You had to have known that when this was happening that he was going to make a sequel out of it. So I was a little surprised that he survived but on the other hand, I was a little su- I wasn't surprised because I knew that he was in the third one because the third one had already come out. You know, you'd already right. seen the commercials for Glass. Um, I was a little surprised also that the two girls got killed. Mm. Uh, I, you know, really the way they did. But the, the I thought the wrap up was solid. I, I mean, yeah. I, I was totally okay with the way it went down because if it didn't, then Glass then Glass right. doesn't happen. <laughs> Cause, bless you. Yeah, because what we get is um, we get bless you. I don't worry about it. I'll edit it out. Keep sneezing. <laughs> <laughs> Rude. <laughs> yeah, you said it wrong. It's pronounced funny. 
<laughs> All right, so our our ending kind of wraps up because after we've been introduced to some of these characters, the girls try to break out in various ways. You've got um, Claire trying to escape through the air duct, and she gets captured and thrown into a, a different room. And then Miss Patricia tries to make a mayonnaise and paprika sandwich for the other girls. <laughs> So I mean, let's light. get right down to it. Mm. That was the horror element of this movie. Right there, <laughs> was that fucking sandwich. Because, <laughs> I mean, I like me some mayonnaise. I'm not going to lie. That's I like me some bread. Oh, no. I like me some bread. You know what? I put pa- paprika on a lot of stuff, but I'm never putting those three things together <laughs> like that. Yeah, paprika belongs on eggnog, That's right? why she hit his ass with a chair. It wasn't well, She wasn't trying to escape the bee. She didn't want to have to eat that fucking sandwich. <laughs> goddamn sandwich again. All right. Let me just hit you once with this chair and then run. <laughs> what the hell? Uh, right, so Marsha tries to, to knock and tries, and tries to outrun um, Patricia, and that doesn't work, so she gets thrown into another room, and, of course, Casey's um, trying to um, work with Hedwig to see if she could find a way out. Weak, weak kiss. We kissed. <laughs> we kissed. She was very, yeah, she was I very. I didn't cheat on you. She was very smart in trying to, like, <laughs> not manipulate him, but at least try yes. to work with him so she could kind of get a sense of her surroundings. And then he's, he's he, of course, the scene that where he's um, taking her to her room because she said her CD, his CD player is underneath his window. And it turns out the window was just a drawing of a window. The funny part about that is that he danced to Kanye just like every other white man. That wasn't Kanye. <laughs> Was that Drake? No, it wasn't it Drake. It was, um, I'll look it up at the break, but that wasn't either one of them. That was a different song he entirely. Said in the movie that it was Kanye. He said so Kanye was I'm his main going man. going with Kanye. It's not Kanye. I'm telling you right now. So I, re- I, we I really don't care. I'm not going to listen to whoever it was. <laughs> I'm just saying that, okay, he danced to rap star like any white man would. <laughs> it was more like a techno it was. It was. It was. It was, it was funny. Dubstep? What's dubstep? No, I, I don't not, know. I'm too old to know this stuff. That was not dubstep. Okay. That. Okay. That we know. Yeah. Dub, okay. Dubstep is. It's. Uh, I. Can, you know what? It's so bad I can't even describe it. Right. Moving on. The song is called Frog Bass. That's what I know. Frog Bass. Mm-hmm. Well, that's Van Halen. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, go ahead. He was dancing. <laughs> no, it was just, it was funny because he was, I mean, it wasn't even like he had skills. You know what I mean? I mean, it was just, he turns it on and he starts dancing. And you're like, yeah, that's what I look like in the club. <laughs> he had some moves. Don't let him in the club. <laughs> Sweetie, if those are moves, <laughs> we got to go out dancing more. I especially more like I the part in. where you see him kind of bobbing and doing all this stuff and then it cuts to you know her face and she's like what you know just completely oh my god what am you know you what's going on and then it came back <laughs> and all you see is these two feet yes <laughs> yes. yes okay it's called frog bass by snails the you band's name is snails all right, well, I mean... And it was not. Apparently, there was no budget in this movie to buy a Kanye <laughs> yeah. song. And it says dubstep gutter. So, I don't know. Really? Yeah. Wow. 
Maybe you got, maybe I'm Talent. just as fucking old as you are. Right? Who knows? All right, maybe I'm cooler. Oof. Who knows? That would be a first. No, I don't, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I don't think that's the case. Okay. So, so, so anyway, on. so anyway, the girls are separated. Um, Doctor Fletcher comes and, and figures out that something's going down. She sees one of the girls in the room, and now everybody has been. Well, the forty-two emails at. Uh, 2.30 in the morning was a giveaway that something was going on. Yeah. Well, and in the room, there's the, the walkie, right? The walkie-talkie that, yeah. Um, yeah, that Hedwig stole from Dennis. Yes. Oh, yeah. And yeah. then uh, Casey tries to use it. That's another big fail. Yeah, and the guy who is on the other end of the walkie-talkie thinks it's a joke. <laughs> Okay, maybe we save that. <laughs> no, it just, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's just like. It, let me give you my you're name. Sitting there going, you're sitting there going, okay, there's no way, there, there's no way this is going to work because it's too early in the movie, mm-hmm. right? There's, there, there's, yeah. It's not going to happen. But the guy goes, is this Brenda again? Does it fucking sound like Brenda? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Apparently, apparently we were, you work at a zoo that is so amazing that all you guys do is fuck around on the walkie talkie <laughs> Carl Carl why is the grill out oh I'm sorry me and Brenda will fuck around on the walkie talkie <laughs> completely forgot to lock the gate I'm sorry boss it won't happen again until next week when Brenda and I are fucking around on a walkie talkie again <laughs> so it was oh, it just, just I mean the guy the guy had like no I have been kidnapped I, I've been kidnapped no oh sh- Brenda, what? <laughs> Brenda, no, 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 Brenda I have my, your orange headphones. You'll get them back. My That's name, what he said. yeah, he does. My name is such and such, and I've been kidnapped. Oh, come on, Brenda. I mean, goddamn, how dumb do you have to be? <laughs> I just and, and and you're gonna me making fun of this is gonna come is gonna be even funnier later. But you're just like, okay, well, I guess that's a good way to write it instead of like, oh, we can't find you, you know, and now it's lockdown. I mean, I get it, but I would I. I guess it's just that false sense of hope that they wanted you to have. I, I kind of, even though I enjoyed the scene, I kind of feel like it would have been better without that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because yeah. maybe work a, another way to manipulate him because. Maybe and, it cuts out and he can't quite yeah, hear who she something. is right. or where she is. Three, three, teenage, three teenage girls have been abducted in a mall parking lot with the father left in the thing. And the first scene we see in the psychiatrist's office is the, the news. Yes. With right. the breaking news. And this guy works at the zoo. And has no idea that who these girls' names are. No, no way. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah. come on, come on. He dude. doesn't watch the news. He listens to podcasts. Well, I said the same thing. I don't watch the news either. But I mean, when something like that happens, it's kind of hard, especially in today with today's technology, with the LED billboards and stuff like that that are going on. It's really kind of hard to not know that three girls have been abducted. Right. So, but but still, it was kind of funny because what's her name, Miss um, Miss Patricia? Miss Patricia shows up, and it was like instant you're like oh shit you yeah know, oh things about trouble. to get real yeah, yeah. 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 so you it was it was, it was a good it. it was a good scene um yeah. I, I did enjoy it but i'm like god somebody somebody needs to go to that that room and just beat the shit out of that guy if that guy doesn't throw himself off of a bridge after all that goes <laughs> yes. down yes. somebody should throw him off the bridge yeah the Jeez. Ben Franklin Bridge. That's right. I've been to Philly. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that added that scene in because when he comes, when the when the other maintenance guy takes him to the guard, the guard looks at her and he takes off the orange headset. <laughs> yes. I mean, I mean, I mean well, that's the guy. <laughs> obviously, they did that for a reason. Yes. But that was that was. I'm like that son of a bitch right there owes me twenty bucks. 
I would punch I, I, him. Yeah, I, don't I would even know punch why. him so hard. Um, all right, so we've got all the girls locked up in different rooms. We've got Betty Buckley locked up in another room because when she tries to free them, that uh, Dennis shows up with his magical knock them out spray, which he used at the beginning of the, the movie in the car. So Lord knows what that is. Knocks her out, locks everybody up. Then he and Patricia go to the train station um, at the end of the evening. So the trains are parked for the night. They buy flowers. Dennis puts them down in front of as a kind of tribute in the beginning um, by the train, goes into the train, strips down a little bit because, you know, McAvoy's ripped and uh, transforms into the beast. Maybe we should talk about that after the break. Okay. What do you think, Barb? That's perfect. All right, let's go cook some ribs. Talk about the beast. Dun, dun, dun. Dun dun dun! <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Hello there. Do you like movies but feel overwhelmed by the avalanche of titles available every week in the theaters and on streaming services? Do you struggle with justifying the increasing cost of movies at the theater or whether to pick up another streaming service? Well, I have a resource for you: One Movie Punch. Your movie review podcast for currently playing newly streaming classic and cult movies. One movie per day, every day. We track the theaters, streaming services, and the occasional physical release to find the best movies currently available. We watch every film, then distill it into a short three to five minute review and publish a daily podcast. And now with year two, we've gone spoiler free for all movies within the last three years and bringing on a team of reviewers with brand new perspectives and selections. Want more information? Head over to www.onemoviepunch.com to subscribe to the daily podcast. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at One Movie Punch and Facebook at www.facebook.com slash One Movie Punch. We'll see you there. All right. Welcome back. Now uh, we get to talk about Beauty and the Beast. But bef- <laughs> <laughs> so well, you two. It's kind of an allegory. <laughs> yeah. I can't believe that you just called my wife a beast. Oh! <laughs> wow. Hey, before we start. Knew that was coming. Before we start. Uh-huh. Pivotal. Hey! <laughs> she got it. Guys, 20 minutes she was practicing that. <laughs> in the mirror. I'm in here saying I'm in here saying things like the human torch was denied a home loan. And she's going pivotal. 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 Barb's in the corner going, shame. Shame. Etcetera. Yeah. All right. Okay. Okay. So, okay. So we have the transfer. We talk uh, transformation scene of the beast. Yes. And I, I didn't look it up, but I, they had to have a lot of CG in that because yeah. it hit the, well, first of all, the veins. But I think that that was probably the CG. Yeah. The CGI that you're looking for in his eyes. His eyes would go to that that, that black, the black orb, like yeah. something out of a comic book. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I probably not much else though because it's not like he got extremely. Uh, significantly more mus- muscly. You know, there's there's real words for you, everybody. Muscular. Um, he got more muscles. No, no, mus- muscly is the right way to say. It. That's how they say it in comic books. Is Mus- muscly. Muscly. No, yeah, it's not like he got significantly more muscular. Mescaline. <laughs> Pivotal. Pivotal. Uh, <laughs> yeah, somebody snorting to the can in the microphone now. <laughs> so I, I think that that probably Just has wait. to be what it was. You know, I, obviously, but I I don't know that they went super crazy on CGI in this movie. No. I mean, it, 
you know, I, I, I don't think they could have for what they spent. So, mm-hmm. all right. So, okay, when we see the beast, we see him when, with all his animal like. I don't want to say features with uh, behaviors, instincts. Yeah, behaviors. I think mm. more like you know, you running fast, um, running, running for a, a, a sustained period of time as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when the two guards at the train rail and the dog starts barking, they they said it was an animal. Um, so he was going super fast. I mean, they were in Philadelphia. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Thanks, Barb. <laughs> oh my! God. Happy to oblige. Wow. Uh, what else? Oh, uh, he's super strong. Ripping yeah. doors off. Super unbelievable. Yeah. And super yeah. unbelievably climbing the walls. He was really manly. Oh, that was ridiculous. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, again. If you're watching this movie and you don't know that it's related to Unbreakable, Spider and, Pig, and you don't, <laughs> excuse me, Spider Pig walked on the ceiling, spider not on the walls. Pig, spider Pig does, does whatever. whatever a Spider Pig does. That's right. Does oh, <laughs> he can crawl up a wall. Yes, he can. Can he swing? Can he but swing? Can he no, swing? he can't. Bub and whip. No, he no, can't because he he's Spider Pig. He's a pig. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> What the fuck just happened? <laughs> you invited me. I hope I hope I hope the Fox doesn't Disney doesn't come after us oh, looking I for know. goddamn royalty oh, on a spider pig song. Look out. Here um, comes the spider. If you watch this movie not knowing that it's part of the unbreakable universe, you're like, whoa, what the hell? If you know that it's part of that, because that's a comic book universe, you can mm-hmm. you, you kinda again suspend the disbelief. I mean, it was creepy. It was yeah. like it was like watching a, one of the Exorcist movies when yeah. you know the little girl was up on the crawling around the ceiling, right? Um, or the spider walked down the stairs. Yeah, the spider. Yeah, you know that crazy Creepy. shit. But it, but I mean, even that wasn't one of the things that I'm like, how is this happening? It was. It was. I. I. My questions are reserved for other things. Well, but I, I kind of feel like you lost a lot of the experience of the first time of seeing this because. One, because when I first watched this over at Barb's house, I wasn't really paying attention because, you know, it was Jacob's choice. So I didn't even know it was Shyamalan. And apparently I wasn't paying attention I didn't know it was McAvoy. (laughs) And like no clue. At the end, we'll get to what, what happened at the end. But so when this was happening, I'm like, is he possessed? Is this a demon? You know, I that's the... That's yeah. what I was thinking, because, you know, you saw when he was going after Casey, at one point he's up on the ceiling knocking out the lights um, so she can't see him to shoot him. Um, not that it made much of a difference because he had the uh, rhinoceros skin. I almost said hippo skin. <laughs> Animals. Yeah, but, you know, rhinoceros skin's not bulletproof. Tough and just flabby. So, just so you know. Yeah. <laughs> Here, let me run at you and run. I mean, well, he got shot, but he didn't do much damage. Yeah. yeah. It did damage, but not a lot. Well, I, I mean, again, I think that he's supposed to be on the level of, of David Dunn at right. that point. That That's what they were shooting for. I, I, I have to, I firmly believe that Shyamalan wrote both these movies at the same time. I, in my head, I think that he, he, he wrote one hoping that he could get the other one done. That That's what I think. I think. I think that he knew what was going down 
what he wanted to do, where he wanted to go with it. Uh, it ended up being a hit, so he was able to talk him into doing the second one and able to get the other two guys back. But mm-hmm. I, I think that I think that he had this planned from the beginning. I, I think Glass and Split. I don't know if he had Split planned when he did Unbreakable, but I think that he had Split and Glass planned together, personally. So mm-hmm. so that to have that. Not just because they said, you know, he had the long, the long, crazy fingernails and the long hair and all that stuff. Uh, none of which he had. They said because that's what they were talking about what he was the, the, what the piece looked yeah, like. Yeah, that's what the piece. Uh, looked yeah, like. yeah. Extremely yeah. long, the, the, the super long fingernails and claws and, and right. long mane and stuff like that. Obviously, he didn't look anything like that, but he couldn't just have thick skin if they were going to shoot him with a shotgun. He had yeah. to be uh, well, kind of bulletproof. It it took some of the the things of, of that people are. F- finding out about disassociative identity disorder um, and it took it to a higher level basically because there are people there are personalities within DID that can have disorders that other ones don't or mm-hmm. um, I, like the diabetes the diabetes mm-hmm. um, yeah I actually heard, I was listening to a story today where they said there was a guy with DID um, one of the personalities was allergic to bee stings and he got stung. So they went to like an urgent care. And while he was waiting, he transitioned to another personality. All the swelling went down. The next day he woke up and was having that reaction again and had to go back to the ER. So get the fuck out of here. <laughs> that's, I just reported. I don't <laughs> Seriously. I just report the news. Yeah. So wow. it's, I guess you know, the mind really is powerful. But you also see, because I was, you know, watching a video today where there was a woman with DID and she was with a police sketch artist, and basically he drew pictures of each of her her different personalities um, in in her system. That so, you know, there were little little girls, little boys, older men that were more of the protector of, you know scoping people out who were you know she was uncertain about um long hair short hair you know so they all look different some people with did some of their personalities are more animal so it it is that way but that's how the personalities see themselves it's not who they are so it's the physical body so it's just kind of taking that ability like in in split barry was a very gifted artist but someone like Patricia wasn't, right? So it's just she couldn't have that ability while Barry did. She so. might not have been a great artist, but she was a hell of a cook. Oh. <laughs> not much to look at, but hell of a cook, yeah. Mm. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> mm, paprika sandwiches. <clears throat> Um, so that was just kind of taking it to the nth degree, right? So Barry had to wear glasses. This, you know, not Barry, Dennis had to wear glasses and all this stuff. So this is just another evolution of a disassociative personality. Okay. It's not true to life at all. It's just taking it to that extent. So, um, how did you think, what do you think about his voice? I think it was less scary when he was talking. Who? The The beast. beast. His voice. You know, he sounded like... He puts the lotion on his skin. (laughs) (laughs) Scares the shit out of me. (laughs) But it was like that really weird, like, you know, rejoice, you know. (laughs) And it was not as effective. I I mean, um, 
I thought the voice was frightening. Yeah, you thought it was frightening. I, I that's, did. That's yeah. typically it a voice deep that you and scary and typically horrifying. a voice that you associate with Satan. Yes. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? No, there's just a voice yeah. I associate with Satan. We are coming from the bowels yeah. of hell. <laughs> you know, yeah, it was, it was more that, less you. Get Satan or rip your... Something like that. So I, I, I Don't get... do voiceovers. Yeah. <laughs> wow, damn. It's cold up in this bitch. <laughs> Don't do a spit take on your computer. <laughs> Oops, can't work at home anymore. <laughs> so I have a bitch, guys. Glad I can help. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 you know what? I'm not going to say that it was amazing, but it didn't take me out of it. So I, yeah. I guess I'd have to say I'm okay with it. It would. It's better than I'm the beast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're going to die. You're gonna die. <laughs> you know what I, I get mean? you now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I don't. <laughs> You know what I mean? Now that, that would have been funny as shit. You probably hey, lady, see, yeah. I'm going to die now. <laughs> probably only see something like that in a scary movie. <laughs> nice. So I, there was very little in Split that took me out of it. Yeah. I, I take that back. There was, there was very little of the... St- the, the things about like him being creepy or the girls or anything that took me out of it. The things that took me out of it were like, come on, you know that that wouldn't happen. Come, mm-hmm. come on, you're being a dumbass because you think Brenda's messing with you. You know, come on, that you, you should have yeah. called the yeah. police. That's what took me out of this movie. As far as like what he did and what and the choices they made with the beast and and the horde, I was engrossed. I, I, I mm-hmm. was seriously engrossed. Significantly more engrossed than I was in Glass because I w- I was. I refuse to allow myself to believe that there was a direction that they were heading in glass. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, come on, you saw, you know what I mean? Things like that. So there was a lot of things in glass that you were like, why, why, you know, it had the, well, ho- it-, it had the Halloween two problem of having a hospital with only two or three people working in it. Um- <laughs> yeah. But we know why now. I mean, when yeah. you get to the end and that's where I, that's where I fall down in, in being a fan of movies too much. I expect everything to be as it is face value as I'm watching it. Like, And we're not going to talk about Glass too much, but the th- one of the things that took me out of Glass is she was trying to convince them that they were not superheroes, mm-hmm. the, the, the woman. And if you haven't seen Glass yet and you want to see it, I'm not going to give any spoilers away. But she's like, you're not really strong. But you've got his ass chained to the floor <laughs> yeah. talking about how he's not strong. Hold, hold. Hold on a goddamn minute. If you don't think he's strong, what do you need? And I'm sitting here going, cup, cup, and, and well, a, and she and has all the control measures too. They've yes. done its water and it's the the flashing light yeah. to change the personality for. So if that's not Kevin. the case, why do you have all this stuff? But then right. at the end, you're like, okay, now I understand. The thing, yeah. the thing that drove me crazy is you've got that one personality of his, Jade, who's a diabetic, and when the orderly walks in, she's like, oh, I dropped my needle. Why would you give a psychiatric patient their own needle to give to give right. themselves and, insulin? And why are you why? listening to the psychiatric patient? Right, and doing everything they say. And why are you bringing him? I know they're bring, they, the the joke was that he was bringing him multiple scrubs so he could feel comfortable and whatever it was. But you wouldn't give a patient that much things that they could that meant many pieces of fabric that they could create a noose right. with. It's silly. I have more Just, questions about glass than I do about split, yeah. to be honest yeah. with you. And and I and I'm I'm not gonna lie to you, I enjoyed glass. Mm-hmm. It probably didn't end the way I wanted it to, but I understand why it did yeah. because there's potential there's potential there for a universe 
Um, and I, I will kind of get into that at, at, at the end of this. Right. But uh, the, the things that took me out of a split were the, the psychiatrist was 99% of it. Um, you're getting emails from a, a, a patient at three, two, two thirty in the morning. We need like you. We need you. We them. need you. Yeah, <laughs> you, yeah. Like one after another. You know something's wrong. Right. You also, you also know you've you've basically caught this guy in a lie in the last four or five sessions. He admits that he's not, and you don't notify the authorities. You know that this guy's personality has something to do with young women. Right. You know it, and you know that there's three young women missing. And you know that this guy is not normal as you say he has been. You you got to call the fucking police. Mm-hmm. You go down there and alone. He's like, you go down there alone. <laughs> yep. um, yeah. You know when he says when you say I'm gonna go. You know something's wrong. You're like a 75 year old woman, and there's a guy there that's let's mid 20s, jacked. Mm-hmm. Even if he's in his mid 30s, jacked. You are not gonna accomplish anything because you don't have a handgun. Leave and get the fucking cops. Mm-hmm. Um, that scene too, where she has the coat hanger going up over the door and opening it up. That's I'm sorry. I, no, I, I'm gonna yeah. throw I'm gonna throw my bullshit flag off of my waist, and then I'm gonna reach in my back pocket and grab my spare and throw my bullshit flag again. Okay, yeah. That hanger was what twenty feet long. At least, <laughs> at, at it's least. a hell of a coat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and you do not have. There's no clearance to get that thing up in there to work right. it. It's so, but. Those were the things that took me out of it when it was just obvious. Mm-hmm. I've written this and this is how I want it to go down, but I don't know how to. to you know what I mean? Like he right. kind of wrote himself into a corner and. Uh, yeah. Well, I think the the part though is when you've got the beast coming in and she says his his full name, which the psychiatrist writes while she's struggling, you know, to gain her conscious consciousness. Um. And Kevin comes back, and the, the one thing that was predicted in the beginning is that the doctor was saying in one of the sessions is if, you know, saying his name, they all come into, she, she, I'm not going to say your name because I know I can say your name and bring Kevin up, but when that happens, everybody rushes for the light. Um, the light meaning the consciousness. Mm-hmm. Um, and you see that happen when Casey does it because she's trying and... Uh, she she gets him to kind of come come down and be Kevin, and Kevin realizes what's happened. He sees that because at one point the beast gives a, a nice little python hug to Doctor Fletcher and crack <laughs> goes her back, and then she's dead. Um, not before she tries to stab him, and you see that the fact that his skin isn't you know is resisting the knife right. and breaks the knife actually. Um, so that's where Case he tells Casey to get the gun. And where to find the bullets. And as soon as he says that and she goes and grabs the gun, you see all the personalities rushing toward the light, mm-hmm. doing what they're supposed to do, which is protect, protect him, him and begging her not to do it. And that's when Hedwig jumps back in. And because uh, apparently his special skill, which is why, you know, Patricia and Dennis mm-hmm. wanted him Keep was the light. he can grab the light anytime he wants. And et cetera. Et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> So then they give control. He gives control back to Patricia. Patricia gives control to Dennis. Dennis then invokes the beast once again. And now you've got Casey with her shotgun, not her bat. I think I think the final scene would have been significantly better if instead of pulling the shit at the end where okay they're they're in the bottom of a zoo. Mm -hmm. Okay, apparently this zoo, this section of the zoo, nobody uses it. 
I guess, except the one guy that happens to walk down there a week after these girls. He now all of a you know what I'm saying? Yeah, right. that, yeah. that was kind of hard that to believe. Crap. It would have been better to me if she, the psychiatrist, would have left, mm-hmm. got the cops, right, told them, and they sent people down there, and there was a a battle between the beast and her. And then he says, I'm going to leave you alone because you've suffered, so you're whole. Right. And now he fights the police getting out. And now there is substantiated claims about this guy being what he is mm-hmm. that brings in the people that are in glass. That would have been a better that would have been a better ending to me. Because he's on the run at the end of this anyway at this point, because he'd killed the two girls. You still could have you still could have had him till, kill the two girls and do all that stuff, but it makes it makes glass more legitimate because she supposedly comes in looking for superheroes that she's got to get rid of, and David Dunn is not documented, but they don't know that he's a superhero. They just know that this guy's kind of trolling the city, but now you have documentation from police that this guy, we shot him, and it didn't hurt him. He was climbing walls. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, see, right. you see where I'm getting right, at? Right. I mean, did he just want the psychiatrist to die because he had you know b- bad therapy sessions when he was a kid? I don't know. I just no, think... she was no longer useful to them. That's why yeah. he killed her. She's done. No, no. I mean, I mean, Tasha- <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, no. Tashamalan. Dave's done. Yeah. I mean, I mean Shyamalan. <laughs> why would he write that she died? Why wouldn't she just leave and then? Right. It just yeah. it makes more sense. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. To I, me, I think. Well, I think the the point was that she had to be detained so she could write the secret catchphrase down so Casey could use it later. Okay. Yeah. Fair, fair. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, she wouldn't have known. Right? She, she still should have fucking left. <laughs> <laughs> she could have told the cops that. She could have went to the cops and said, if you get in trouble, say this name. That's all she, I mean. Oh, yeah, and she should have. Yeah. Well, then she wouldn't, not to, not to dump spoilers on glass, but then she wouldn't have that connection with Kevin that she needed. In glass. Yeah. Oh, well, no. Well, maybe. Yeah, yeah, you're you're right, but they could have. I mean, they he might have still seen. He might have still. Yeah, I, I mean, know. that's more she the could have, then connection. She could have been present when he was about to kill a cop, and the cop said it, and then and then Kevin runs off. I'm t- I just yeah. there's just We're there's, listen. You've you've, you've taken it's it's like so when, many things. It's like Gone Girl. You you spent <laughs> no no. I'm gonna go back to this because this this movie could have been to me could have been fucking fantastic. But you decided yeah. when it, you decided when it needed to get technical, you were just gonna whitewash whatever you wanted to happen. Yeah. Right. You spent an hour and a half setting up this psychological. This is how it works. This is how it breaks down with this woman who's supposedly so brilliant that nobody can appreciate her, and she has she has Kevin nailed. She knows this guy mm-hmm. like the back of her hand, and then she makes the bright decision of. Dun, 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 I can take him. No, you f- no. That it's just it's, it's just, you, you're stupid. If you believe what you were saying to him all the time, and you know that the beast is coming, right? And you know that some of these personalities are bad. You don't stick around because you're an old lady. Now but she didn't. Yeah, maybe I think she didn't believe it. Yeah, she didn't believe the beast was oh, real. You don't think so? No, she I didn't don't believe think she it. Did. No, and she, I think Susan's right. Yeah. Like earlier, you said. That she was too, <laughs> she was too married to her own ideas, right? Right. right. Of convincing the world of That's her true. own ideas. That's the only way I buy in. Okay. In her yeah. stupidity. That's it. Otherwise, yeah. she's just a moron. <laughs> you know, maybe if it had been Mark Wahlberg as a psychiatrist, maybe mm. you had a chance. 
<laughs> Damn, Barb, calm down. You need a towel? Holy shit. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Uh, I you know, know Betty, what? Betty I mean, Buckley was in the happening too. I think I, she was. I think for Christmas we're going to get Barb a Mark Wahlberg box set. <laughs> oh no! We won't see it for six oh, weeks. No. Well, we can get her two of the Transformers. No. We can we can we can get her Daddy's Home and Daddy's Home too. We can just get him his best movies. <laughs> just get her his best. Um, okay, I mean, uh, so okay. rock star. I can I can let that go at that point if uh, yeah. Yeah, but, I, I, but you don't you don't know that watching Split, you only know that two thirds of the way into Glass, and it's you. Yeah. It, it kind of takes away from that movie. That's like you, you know what I mean. I, I, I understand. Didn't what she you're get saying. up and do that presentation though? No, the Fletcher. Yeah, she did. Well, she did. Um, she did like a WebEx or something like that. Mm-hmm. Zoom meeting. Yeah. She was, ahead, she was ahead of her time. She was social distancing before it was cool. Yeah, she was like presenting to on via her computer to yeah. France. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, the other like thing too is listen. is as far as me watching this for the second time. Um, you know, I I have foresight obviously into what's going on, so it gave me time to kind of pick up other clues, and they slowly kind of try to reveal where he is. Through certain things like there's a box of animal crackers in the little office kitchen huh. just right outside the door. Yeah, when those, you're but in, those were Hedwig's. And Hedwig's <laughs> room, there's like you know toys, little tigers, and and stuff like that. When um, Claire goes up through the air duct and comes back down, she's running, and you see her run by this pump, and it's got chlorinated water in it or something like that. So obviously that's for the dolphins or whatever the heck is in that zoo. Um, I have to ask this question because you know dolphins need chlorine, um, <laughs> right? Yeah, see, I didn't we put that together. We we're not young. We're we're, we're older. We're I'm just just <laughs> follow me. This I'm not making fun of anybody. We've seen a lot of things in our life. Mm-hmm. Have any of you ever seen an air duct that you were able to crawl through? No, only in movies. All right, just just double All checking. Right. <laughs> All right, well back back to what I was saying though. So at the end when she's going you know in this tussle with the beast when she's in that area where the old cages were um that's you know your final kind of clue as to you know maybe she's someplace like a zoo <laughs> but you're not going to pick it up on the first watch I kept waiting for matt damon to show up matt damon why we bought a zoo <laughs> <laughs> Hedwig I just want to know what fashion designer works in the basement of a zoo. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, he's he's a trouble guy, and if he's if he's working there as Barry, then he's and he's really got, doesn't have a lot of a. You that, know. I'll save it. I'll save it for we have questions. Okay. okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We'll save it. So um, let's let's talk about uh, uh, the big reveal. Um, you know, once we once uh, the beast realizes that you know sees. Uh, Casey's uh, self-harm mm. cuts, scars, um, realizes that she is pure and r- runs away. And then Casey gets uh, found the next morning and all the the news parts of it. And the, the, the biggest, probably most upsetting part of it, too, is now um, the cops like, your uncle's here. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
and you don't get to see whether or not because you see it and you see some concern on the on the police officer's face but you don't really know what's going to happen after that is she going to clam up or is she actually going to say i don't want to go back with him he's hurting me i think um they lead you to believe because she doesn't have a scared look on her face in the cop car she has a resolute look on her face yes no more yeah, like yeah. you know what? I I'm just fa- I just faced off against Ball. <laughs> yeah. You know, demon of the fourth plane of hell. Yeah. I can take my uncle. Yeah. Um uh one thing that they did do in this movie, and I don't know if you recognize it, there is a point where a child points a gun at a family member. Yes. For a specific reason, but doesn't shoot. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's just something from Unbreakable. It was in Unbreakable as well. It wasn't Unbreakable. That's that's what I was going to say. The gun scene mirrors the Unbreakable oh, scene. Oh right, um, I didn't I didn't pick yeah. up on that. And with with some was... of the, with some very similar or the same dialogue. Yes, and, and in fact mm-hmm. there in fact there's one line that's exact, and I can't remember what it is. Um, You're not going to shoot me. I think is what he says. Something, something like that. that. Yeah. But it was very similar. Yes. If, um, I actually watched the video for um, CZ's World, and he plays the two side by side. Um, so both very similar. Um, those scenes actually happen in the exact same point in both movies too. It's the exact time in. So really, yeah. Shyamalan's, okay, that's cool. No, I mean he's people a better, call Shyamalan that's nerdy a hack, cool. but he's I mean, a better filmmaker than he gets credit he, for. He, I think. Yeah, he's he's more thoughtful about those those. Kind but not of a things. fan. Well, <laughs> I I I'm good. I I like like I, I kind of. You know, put the caveat out there that I'm not a fan of Shyamalan, but then every movie that I watch, I, I like. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think I think the one that burnt me, the one that really burnt me, was The Village. It it you know it, and I I watched. I know it. a lot of people were burnt by The Village. Yeah, and that's it. What a great movie until the last ten minutes, and you were like, I want my twenty dollars back, you son of a bitch. Um, it's just his twist was you were okay. like, and it, and it was it was a smart twist. Mm-hmm. And it was it was a smart it. it was a smart movie. The, there's no spoilers <laughs> here because the movie's like 85 years old. The the whole movie takes place like it is a like a uh, a, a, a 1600 uh, 1600s town in like Massachusetts or something. Mm-hmm. And they do all these things to keep the people in line. And you find out at the end that they're basically living in modern day, but they don't want the people to have the technology. They keep them. It's and you're like what what the what? Yeah, it's a bunch it's of like intellectuals nice. that have decided that they they want to pull away from technology because they've decided that that's going to ruin life. So they yeah. create this um, beast kind of uh, you know scare tactic to keep people mm-hmm. yeah, like if you go from past, going into the woods. You, if you know, go past this place, the beast will get you. They're like, you don't go too far, you'll fall off the planet. You know, because it's flat. Oh, and nice. Something like that. And you were just like, God, God. Damn it! You know, you, oh, it's not a fire bargain. Yeah. And you, but you know, and you can't blame him for the last Airbender because mm-hmm. that was probably just a money grab <laughs> at that point. I mean, you know, you try to make a cartoon live action. Uh, um, I haven't seen. I know he's got that one called Devil. Uh, it oh, is the, that the one the, about the the elevator? Uh, the elevator. Yeah, yeah, I hear that's I, I really seen bad. That. I, I've heard that it's creepy as shit. But I mean, I have, I have yet. I, I liked Signs. Mm-hmm. I liked The Sixth Sense. Mm. Um, you know, and I liked all three of these movies. I, 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 I am. I, are they Oscar worthy? No, but he does some. He does some cool. I think that he kind of gets in his own way a little bit too. He tries. He he might play the whole. I'm brilliant, so I can do this, and people will get it. But he see what I can do. Yeah. <laughs> 
So, you know what I mean? But so I, I think sometimes he might take it a little too far, but he's a lot better filmmaker than people give him credit for. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I cool. remember I went to go see The Village in the first night, I think the night it came out, went to go see The Village. And when that, once as soon as the credits started to roll, somebody in the back of the theater was like, Shimon's a hack! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, plus he has problems picking up that seven ten split. <laughs> mm, night, yeah. Um, so uh, once you get that, you get the really cool scene with the three, um, the three personalities talking to each other, kind At of examining, yeah, examining his wounds. Mm. That was um, really cool. in the mirror. What is cool about it that you probably didn't notice unless you read some trivia about it is. As that scene transitions as the end scene, it goes from the split soundtrack into the Unbreakable soundtrack. Yes. And that's when you get that final scene with at the diner um, when they're, they've got the news uh, on the TV talking about what's going on and calling the, the horde, you know, Kevin the horde. And somebody said, well, that's like that guy uh, a few years back, the one in the wheelchair, and you get David, you finally get the reveal of David Dunn, and he said, Mr. Glass. Right. So. It reminds me of that guy that they arrested a, a while yeah, ago. And yeah. He goes, you mean Mr. Glass? Mr. Glass. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mr. Glass is also the last two words of Unbreakable. Oh, really? It's, mm-hmm. a, it's the last two words of Unbreakable and the last two words of Split. Uh, we saw the alternate ending. Yeah, that was mm-hmm. not different. I'm glad they changed it. Was yeah. uh, I, I think yeah. the one that he went with, he, he was a little better. Um, crap, I forgot what I was going to say. Your turn. My turn. Um, <laughs> so what, <laughs> I mean, I, I feel bad because I I kind of wish, again, I, I've said this already before the podcast, so it probably doesn't bear repeating, but I wish that you had seen it the way that I saw it, which I had no clue. Drunk? No. <laughs> um <laughs> That was me. <laughs> <laughs> no, as a woman, Barb raise her hand. Woman to my right. Yes. Um, I no, wish that you my had. See, my right. She's to my left. And my right. It's a round table. <laughs> we get it. That's how this Nights works. Of. Yeah. Yeah. The pod of the round table. Um, <laughs> I wish you had seen it without knowing that it was linked to Unbreakable, um, because that was that was cool. Because uh, I was like finally like, oh my god, I didn't even know. <laughs> That scene was filmed, and nobody knew about it except the people in the scene and Shyamalan, and they did not put it in the, um, the, the what do they call them, the viewers, the test, test screens. In the screeners. Yeah. They, yeah. They, nobody, that was not scripted or anything. That was how Shyamalan kept it a secret. Only person knew about it was uh, Bruce Willis. I don't nice. think Shyamalan knew about it either. Probably not. <laughs> Ma was like, uh, look, man. You see... Um, in that scene, as they're panning along in the diner, um, you see David's poncho yes, you before do. you see him. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's pretty yeah. cool. Gotcha. Pretty cool. Okay. Any more trivia? I think we've hit the trivia. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't think there's a lot more. There's, a, um, there's not a lot of trivia to this, believe it or not. It's uh, cause, just because it's not that type of movie, I don't think, but. Go ahead, go ahead. I mean, I think we peppered it all the way through. Yeah, so I do. We can move on to. Do you want to do box office, or do you uh, want to do? I, I have questions. I have questions. You want to do? I have, I have questions. questions. All right, hit me with them. Why did the horde not manifest itself sooner? Not the horde under control. The beast, not the horde. The beast. Oh. 
I think, well, I think the beast... Was part of the horde, right? Well, the beast, the horde worshipped the beast. Or believed in the beast or some kind of religious kind of thing. I think, um, I don't know how long they said he had his job at the zoo. Um, so I think him working at a zoo had a, a great deal with the development of whatever that personality was. Do we know that he worked at the zoo? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah it's must, where I, all his, he had that rack of all the clothes. He did his that. design. Okay. Yeah. That's where they his mentioned, office. Yeah. They mentioned it in one of the sessions with the psychologist okay. as well. Cause she says, I hear you're doing really well at work and blah, 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 blah. So she, she knew where he worked. Um, they didn't mention it was the zoo, but yes, he had, he had a job and we're assuming that it was Barry that was, the, yeah, it was the alter Barry who was, who was working. Yeah. yeah, I think Barry had control, and then and the other personalities were kind of the horde was kind of at bay. Yeah, including the beast. Yeah. Well, they said that there was something she she was talking about the what triggered him about the women that came in because see that's what I was getting at. He was supposed to be at his job, mm-hmm. and the two girls, the underage girls, came in and they grabbed his hands and put them up their shirt. He must have been working because you'd have to assume that he was working as a maintenance worker or a janitor, you know, something yeah, at see, the Dell. And they was said, like fast food or something. No, he was he was probably the the so it was like a field trip, right? Mm-hmm. Two okay. girls decided that they were like he he was probably a little bit awkward or or maybe that they they got that you know because Barry definitely presented as you know homosexual or mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. somewhere along the the spectrum um, thereof, but. Um, he, so they went up and yeah kind of grabbed his hands and, okay yeah so that was probably triggering um because if he was abused um the, the assumption is not he was not only physically abused he was probably sexually abused um so that probably triggered okay um okay. triggered something so it started brewing at at the beginning he tracked the two girls yeah they said mm-hmm. he tracked the two girls yes uh, when he got in the car, why did he only, air quotes, chloroform the two in the back? I think he was only planning because he had he was following the two, so I think he was only planning to get the two girls because when you see the room, the room is it only has two cots in it. Right, but she was in the car, so why did he wait until she tried to get out to chloroform her? You know what I mean? I I'm don't just, know. Just, just I, to be tense, <clears throat> maybe. Yeah. yeah, I think so because that was. It is a tense moment because you're like, get the hell out. Yeah. You why she waits and doesn't open the door yeah. and just jump out while he's doing that? But I have once no you, idea. But once you realize, you know, she could have been triggered too because you know, True. knowing what, she, so she doesn't want to move too quick to get, you know, yeah. she's going to get hurt or something like that. But who knows? So he kidnaps the two girls, the three yeah. girls, mm-hmm. in the car of the father. Mm-hmm. Um, they. Uh, they know. <clears throat> well, and she knows even before that because she looks in the side mirror and, and sees, she sees, yeah, sees food this, or presents or something it on like the ground. Extra cake that had been dumped yeah. on the ground or something. Yeah, is what it looks like. Before he even gets in the car. Which in and of itself. And she is a still car. doesn't get out. <laughs> right. By right. the way. <laughs> so, so he kidnaps the three of them in the father's car and knocks them out, takes them to the zoo, mm-hmm. enters through that gate right. that's right on the side of a four lane road. That even at two o'clock and three o'clock in the morning, we saw cars driving back and forth. Right. Okay. What did he do with the car? Mm-hmm. Because if they had found the car at all, they would have done DNA tests. His DNA would have been on file because he is technically a sexual predator. Mm-hmm. Because they know that he's got a thing for little girls. Yep. Right. They would have known where he worked, and it would have been over within two days. 
So you could you, you could have addressed that just a little bit. I, I, that that kind of didn't take me out of the movie. I, it was actually I was thinking about it as we were doing the show. Yeah. But what what was the what was the gate that he was going in to the zoo? There's there's nobody that that works at a zoo that goes in through that has a key. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't. Just kind of silly, silly I don't, things like that. I don't that. know that either. I I don't think that they might. That they probably wouldn't have had any fingerprints on file because if he kind of kept a clean record. Yes, that identity did like to watch young naked girls dance, but it didn't. They didn't say that he had been arrested or anything like that. So plus, Dennis wasn't as prominent as a personality. Um, if, if you're in psychiatric treatment like that, you're kind of a ward of the state. They've got your fingerprints and your DNA. Yeah, I don't think he was a ward of the state, though. I don't think that that's the yeah, way they, they might not have known. Yeah, they might have not known because she's, was. you know, in that care situation. She doesn't have any obligation to say anything. In fact, she has an obligation not to. Hmm. Garbage. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, what, whatever. My, whatever. My Team question, up on me again. I don't give a shit. <laughs> Why don't you guys just finish this? Thing? Well, my <laughs> question was: Did anyone know that he lived there? I mean, obviously, she knew that's where he was. That's my question, but too. But it's like, I don't think you would have a caretaker at a zoo or a maintenance position and they would let you live on the grounds. No, that's, that, that, that's exactly right. That, that's what I was kind of getting at. It was it was kind of like a yeah. a weak way to say, oh, that's where he got the idea from the beast because he's living at the zoo. He's coming in through a gate in the back and mm-hmm. she knew that he was there because she knew exactly where to go. I just... Yeah. That there not enough story development yeah. there. Yeah, and how could he build that room without someone noticing? Right. right. Um, my other with, my, a, with a brand new bathroom and I <laughs> right exactly. Yeah. yeah. The only other question in a, a window. <laughs> One of his personalities has to be a plumber. <laughs> yeah. The only other thing that I have that I that, that my that I, I have a question about was he becomes the beast and he develops he develops these superpowers. Not another not a not like another alter ego. He develops like superpowers. Mm-hmm. I mean, you watch Shazam, he has to say Shazam. That's the code word. You know what I mean? Right. David Dunn was already unbreakable mm-hmm. because that's the way he was born. Why does he? Why is he able to, and you have to let it go because it's part right. of the, the universe. Right. Why is he able to manifest being bulletproof and can climb walls and super strength? You know what I mean? And right. he gets bigger. I mean, he literally gets bigger. Do you mm-hmm. think so? Yeah, because okay. you see, yeah, him, I mean, you, you see, see the shadow kind of like, go down on his knees as Dennis. Okay, and he comes back up, and he has definitely got bigger delts. I, and I didn't yeah. catch that, but yeah. so maybe they did CGI him more than I thought. I think they did. Okay, I think there's parts of his face they CGI too, because when he looks at her and he's doing that. Yeah, talking to her the beast, it almost like like they teeth, yeah. stretched his mouth. I think and... that they said there were scenes that they did widen his mouth to give him a more feral look. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we kind of addressed all the other questions. Mm-hmm. You know, why wouldn't you leave? You know, stupid shit like that. So yeah. I think I'm good with that. You know, one cool thing that I didn't mention with the trivia is if you put if you listen to the music in in Split, a lot of the sounds that are music design was done to sound like distorted animal cries like roars and 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 you know whale sounds and stuff he had he had commissioned someone to do the music for this yeah. and they had completely done the music and he didn't like it he said no hard feelings to the guy he did what he asked him to do but he just wanted something different and he had completely wow. redid the music a second time which is yeah. pretty cool 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 so do you want to do box office i don't barb do you have questions 
I think we hit them. Yeah? yeah. Okay. I mean, well, when she watches all of the personalities on the videos. Yeah. I mean, part of me thought. Get out of it, there. What are you doing? Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, part of me was thinking, okay, maybe it makes a little bit of sense because you're trying to learn. Mm-hmm. But the rest of me was just go. Right. Go. Oh, what are you well, you just. She, she was trying to figure out what was going on. Remember, she couldn't get out the door. Right. And that was the way that they allowed her to find out where the keys were. Yeah. That's true. That right? is true. And I think what she was trying to do is probably trying to find out if there was a password or mm-hmm. find out what she was up against. Or yeah, I, I, mm-hmm. she was just because you notice she wasn't just sitting watching. She would turn them on and she would listen to them and yeah, uh, yeah. look for But it was making yeah. me a little crazy. Yeah. Well, I, and you know what? That was that. You're right. But that was a good tension builder on the other hand. Too. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, yes. OK. All right. Okay, so uh, 2017, um, Split made $138 million domestically. Hmm. Let's talk about the three movies real quick. Unbreakable was 2000, 2001 or 2002, I think. Uh, it cost them $70 million to make Unbreakable. I still, after watching that movie, don't know what the hell they spent the money hmm. on. They really, there was nothing, it probably Bruce Willis and Samuel L. Jackson. Uh, it made about $230 million Globally, I think it was 120 something, 130 something domestically. Now, Split, being a Blumhouse production, they keep low budgets. Split was made for nine million dollars, and it made 258 million mm-hmm. worldwide. Dang. Made 100 and made 138 million in um in the United States. It was the number 23 movie of 2017. Glass was a budget of 20 million and it made 278 worldwide. I think it was like 160 something domestically. So there's at the end of glass we didn't like what happened, no spoilers because it's still a rarely it's I mean it hasn't even been out for over a year yet, I don't think. Mm-hmm. Um I think this has been set up for a universe with the group that was in Glass, I think that there's a universe there that can be explored and played with. Yeah, and I, and yeah, I, and I think and I think it's got a lot of potential. Now, um, just to touch on Glass, I kind of liked Glass. I liked it, but it was slow. Yeah, it was yeah, really it was slow. Annoyingly when, slow. I mean, they they could have done a lot with the fact that two guys were basically unbreakable. I mean, you know, yeah, and, the um, fight scenes yeah, could have been a little, yeah, because yeah. mm-hmm. I fell asleep during. <laughs> Yeah, she, we, you, I remember. You fell asleep during the fight scene, which <laughs> cracks me up. A two-hour movie. That'd I also like, fell asleep. So. That'd be like watching, but Endgame at a different time, and getting to three hours and ten minutes and going, "Yeah, I'm gonna take a nap." <laughs> so one of the things, uh, oh, were you finished? Uh, I was just gonna say that this has proven to be an extremely financially successful box office. Mm-hmm. I think you have to look a long way. Mm-hmm. For a movie that cost nine million, that made two hundred seventy-five yeah. million. I think the last one that comes to mind that did that was The Purge. Let, let me tell you, cause that was a Blumhouse too. Let yep. me tell you, because uh, one of the questions that I had asked you, and you you had mentioned it earlier, that that it is not Jason Blumhouse's um, mo mm-hmm. to greenlight a film. Um, if you pitch him a film and you say it's going to be like a trilogy, he doesn't want it. He wants. He just wants to try one film, he wants a one low and budget and stuff like that. I think the reason that he greenlit this for M. Night Shyamalan is um, in 2015, uh, Blumhouse released the M. Night Shyamalan uh, movie, uh, The Visit. Yes. 
That was made with a budget of $5 million. Do you want to know what the box office was on that? Uh, domestic? Uh, it doesn't say. It just says box office in, on the Wikipedia page. Uh, if, if, if I was going to say domestic, I'd probably say $160, $170 million. Uh, 105.5. Okay. But still, for a $5 million budget, that would be you're domestic, getting yeah. 100 Well, I and I believe... And one times your investment back. I believe that's why the final scene with David Dunn was done the way it was done, no pun intended. Right. Uh, they, uh, he, David Dunn done? Yeah, he made the movie <laughs> dun, dun. and didn't let on that there was another movie coming. And when it was such a big hit, he went to him and said, hey, we've done two, let's do a third. <laughs> yeah. What, what are we, what are well, we, we laugh at the fucking cats? We, we, don't have, we can't listen to what I'm saying because of the cats? No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> no, just done. Well, he hadn't done, done? Un, he didn't do Unbreakable with Blumhouse because it was back in 2000. I know. They actually... I was referring to the visit. Oh, okay. Um, okay. All right. You know what I mean? You do the visit, you spend five million, you make a hundred, and then you do split, and then you spend nine and you make 270 mm-hmm. million. And now Shyamalan can go back and say, hey, I know that you don't really do this, but look, I've got this idea and I think I can get these guys back. $20 million for a movie with Bruce Willis and Samuel L. Jackson? I mean, yeah, that'll never happen again. That, I think that's just Bruce Willis's catering budget for his movies when he's in them. <laughs> um, so, you, you know what I mean? And then it makes, it makes a, you know, a quarter, of a quarter of a billion dollars. Uh, and that to me says maybe mm-hmm. that's why they can continue down this road because this isn't a typical Blumhouse movie either. Uh, it was a lot in the vein of uh, Invisible Man. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was it was a suspense, not a horror. But I think I I don't know if Blumhouse because I'm not the huge horror guy. I think he does. Does he do more suspense than horror, or is it kind of fifty fifty? I think it's pretty much fifty fifty. I think you probably cast him into more of the thriller category than you would like actual straight okay. up horror. But gotcha. Um, I think the visit was more horror than it was anything else. Um, it says here that Gla- um, Shyamalan put up his own money for Glass. Wow. Um, and I, th- I and I cannot find. Um, and I might. I may be uh, partially wrong on what I'm saying here, but uh, because Unbreakable was another studio, um, they had to pay for the rights to have David Dunn yes, they in did. Glass. Um, yes, they did. And I think it was Disney. It was. It was. T- yeah. I think it was wow. Touchstone or Hollywood Touchstone, I think. I can't remember. Yeah. 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 Cool. Well, that makes sense. Uh, maybe he got Samuel L. Jackson and, and Bruce Willis to come in on a, you know, on a points system or something. You know, you pay him less up front, and if the movie's a hit, then you know they get you know two okay. percent right. or something. I know that that's how uh, uh, Morton Ro- Morton, Morton Robert, Downey Ro- Robert Downey Jr. basically <laughs> did to, basically did the the Marvel movies that he was in. He was a very low upfront salary because he knew he was going to make a, a, a shitload on the backside. So, okay, that makes sense. All right, cool. All right, so we're moving on to our top three moments of of Split. You want me to go first? Uh, well, I'd, I'd like to offer it up to Barbara first because she's our guest. Oh, jeez. <laughs> you can defer if you want to, ma'am. I, try, I tried to save you, but, you know. All right. Um. <laughs> she sounds so thrilled. <laughs> I, I liked the part where they talked about the monkey. Oh, we're getting back to the animals already? <laughs> <laughs> Love me some animals. I don't know. I... All right, so right to the end, mm-hmm. right when he pulls open the bars mm-hmm. and he sees her scars. That's you like that? Yeah, I love yeah. that. Okay. I know because you Psycho. think she's done. Yeah. <laughs> Psycho. Psycho. <laughs> yep. Um, I definitely, you know what? I didn't expect that. I didn't either. 
Him pulling the, bar, the no, bars? No, him seeing that letting her go because of the scars. Oh, okay. I, did, I didn't. Yeah. I hadn't connected that yet. Me either. And he's saying it the whole time. We must be made whole. Yeah, he's, he must be made he's whole been saying whole, it. He's the, saying it, you're, the, you're he's, not pure. The the un the untortured the un unbroken unbroken the unbroken must be made whole yeah, yeah gotcha right. so does he say you are broken or you are pure you're uh-huh. pure yeah. you are pure you are pure which is funny Rejoice. because you are pure she had a couple of cuts on her body right mm-hmm. and a couple a lot she, she had a lot, had a lot, of lot scars. up and down her arms so she had a couple <laughs> cuts on her body <laughs> sure and he lets her we'll go, go with that. Okay. but the other two he purifies by ripping their guts out yes. Yes, because well, now he they're pure. Maybe, snack. But maybe torture. <laughs> he was hungry. I mean, maybe torture would have been more in line. You know the what I mean? The beast is a little hangry. He's hangry? He's hangry. <laughs> Give that bitch a Snickers. <laughs> you're not yourself when you're hungry. <laughs> I'm hungry. <laughs> All right, so. Must go to chickies and oh peats. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> All right, number two. Oh, my gosh. Um... <laughs> All right, so... What's the matter? You don't like Snickers? <laughs> <laughs> so good and bad moment, I guess, a little bit. Because mm-hmm. I thought it was going to go a different way, and then it didn't. So right until it goes a different way. Yeah. But when when Casey's the little girl, and she's yeah. holding the shotgun... I was so hoping she was going to pop Yeah, that's ass. a good scene. And then she doesn't shoot him. Yeah. <laughs> but it always It always amazes me when you can have a kid in a scene like that Right. That's her. That's their age, and yeah. they can give you that she look was of so pain. Good. Yeah, it's that so was easy. A very good. It's yeah. so easy to get a kid very to cry or to get a kid to laugh. Mm-hmm. But when they give you that look of pain, yeah, like she was, she was torn. She yeah. knew at five years old. She knew that playing animal was not proper. Right. Yeah. I I I think that what makes that scene even more great is the fact that it does mirror. The gun scene in Unbreakable. Once yes. you realize that, it's brilliant. And the timing, I had no idea. So mm. that's fantastic. That's right up Nerdville for me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very happy. Nerdville about that. 177, maybe. Yes. <laughs> the Nerdville 177 trilogy. <laughs> we could make that. <laughs> I'll start writing tonight. Okay. And then just this is more general, I guess, but just McAvoy's face. Right throughout yeah. the transitions, because mm-hmm. you think he's cute. No, <laughs> he is you, rather dishy. You don't think he's cute? What are you, no, what are you no. trying to say here, boy? Yeah, I mean he's no Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> well, but, you know, <laughs> duh. <laughs> the way he transitions, the way you can tell, yeah, immediately who's yeah. coming yes. before he speaks most of the time. Yeah, just so good, just so good. I agree. Yeah. You want me to go? Yeah, sure. All right, my number three was the walkie-talkie scene. Okay. Just because... Um, so irritating. <laughs> well, yeah, it was. It was, but it was it was good also in the, a way that you had her looking Hedwig in the face, mm-hmm. doing what he knew she shouldn't be doing, mm. but he was letting his girlfriend do it because, and then it not being successful, and then all of a sudden Miss Patricia showing up, and you're like, wow. I mean, it was just... Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was a really tense scene, too. Yes. It was because she wasn't like... She didn't like overpower him. She mm-hmm. talked him into giving it to her, and then it didn't work out again. Just like the window didn't work out. Just like the yes. air duct right. didn't work out. It was. Right. I, I liked it. 
Well, I think when you're building up to when you're building up to that moment, because um, I I think it was brilliant because I watched that scene again and stuff like that where he she said you have I thought you said your CD player was underneath the window and he's like yeah it's right here and he starts doing that and he's like oh did you think it was a real window so you could leave or etc. Yes. And um, once he started like saying no we need to go back and she starts begging and pleading with him and stuff she said you want to sh- you want to show me something show me something and stuff like that so he gets the way that he gets into that petulant stressed out child mode and he grabs the 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 walkie talkie and he's like here the way he does it is just like a kid oh yeah so excited yeah it's really 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 good Uh, it wasn't excited it was more like "Mm," you know yeah yeah (laughs) i'll show you etc etc my second is when she has escaped and it's the scene where she says his name Mm -hmm. and he comes back in and he starts talking to her and like the shotgun and the shells and he goes through Almost every personality yes. in like 30 or 40 seconds. I would love to know how much of that is edited. Right. And I would love to know how many takes that took because mm-hmm. it looked, if if it was edited, that should have been nominated for best editing at the Oscars because it was seamless and perfect. And he never missed a beat with his the way he carried his body, the way he held his face, mm-hmm. the way he spoke, his dialect. It was really really good right. uh, and of course my favorite scene is the when he it's a tie it's when he talks her into letting him let, letting him kiss her that was hysterical he just you know with the open mouth uh, <laughs> and 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 then Kanye's my man the whole dancing yeah. yes and, and with the feet in the air and it, it was you know it was really hard for me to put together three moments yeah. in this movie that were my favorite because it was the movie was one note all the way through. You know what right. I mean? It wasn't like you had some, you know, it wasn't like Tombstone where we had all this action, but you had the section where he's flipping the cup. It was it right. was really kind of the same thing and so good all the way through. Mm-hmm. You know what? I take that back. My favorite scene was when the psychiatrist died. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet justice. Wow. Sandwich time. That's, <laughs> that's harsh. <laughs> Okay, um, so some of the ones because I had I had five down here because I knew we'd probably um, cross over a lot. So um, the gun scene was one. So we'll we'll whip that out. The grabbing for the light scene was one. So I'll wipe that one out. Grabbing um, for the light when they're all, when he's it's he's Kevin Wendell and oh, okay. personalities yeah. start okay. to start to grab for the light. Um, I think that um, to your point, Barb, there is a scene where he is Dennis pretending to be Barry mm-hmm. and he's mimicking Barry's mannerisms. And once he realizes kind of the, it's okay to come forward as Dennis, that the switch, because it's just a slight move to a, a more mm-hmm. upright posture. The look on his face, because he gets that little furrowed brow yes. as Dennis and stuff like that, but it's it's only a few seconds, and it's just it's chilling and it's brilliant at the mm-hmm. same time. I I think that this even if I had to point out one, that's the one he that went, stood out. He went yes. from trying to carry himself like a, a gay man would, to because that's what you know he was trying to be Barry and he yeah. wasn't really pulling it off. Mm-hmm. And then all of a mm-hmm. sudden he's like, okay, well we'll just mm-hmm. we'll go ahead and be ourselves. I I liked. I can't, I can't imagine how hard it is in those scenes where he was trying to be Barry, but you knew that he wasn't Barry because he would stuff would slip. Mm-hmm. You mean like he would go from, he, he would let 
Dennis's dialect slip in, mm-hmm. even though he's trying to just talk like bit, Barry, yeah. just a little right. bit. Yeah. It, again, like watching someone do voices and just go bam, bam, bam. I can't imagine right. how hard or that control the OCD because yes. he was yeah. fixing things around the office yeah. and things like that. Okay, so the other one is um, we had talked about this was the final scene where it's Patricia, Hedwig, and Dennis examining the the gun the, gu- the gunshot wounds was really good on the body. And the way the camera just kind of goes between those two mirrors um, and you see the expressions and uh, on his face and him switching between the three, um, that was done. It was done very, very well. It was. I agree. Yeah, I like it. I, I agree. All right. So And the dialogue, too. Mm-hmm. Not, not just him talking differently, but what he was saying. Yeah, you, you know, and Hedwig's you, that's really cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was yeah. <laughs> They're gonna believe us now, right? Yep. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, and my my number one is um, the scene where I, Hedwig takes her to the room and he does his dance, and he's just all over the place, like you said, and you get um, Casey kind of staring at him, like not you know try not trying to act scared not trying to act like what mm-hmm. the hell is going on trying to keep a straight face but you know she's like confused and scared and stuff like that but at the end when he's done and he comes up to her and she's like wow and head we go i know <laughs> yeah yeah like nailed it <laughs> yes. i know yeah. yeah i'm all that i like that that was funny i agree okay so would you watch it again? I don't know. I don't know. I I would not put it into rotation. Mm-hmm. I really, I really think it's a good movie. I, I mean, it has its its hook, its hang ups, which is why it is what it, I mean. It was number twenty three for a reason. I mean, there were some monster movies in two thousand seventeen, but I it, that's where I would feel like it fell. I think I think it's a really good movie. I don't know if it's. I have a hard time watching movies like that over and over. It doesn't mm-hmm. fall into my happy place movie. You know what I mean? Right. I really like it. I really appreciate it. But it's it, it's it, it's not like a fun movie. It's not an actiony movie. It's just it's just a good movie that you're like okay. I mean, if you said, "Hey, I want to watch Split again," I'm maybe, going out. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe have fun. You know, maybe, but uh, but on the same token, I don't know that I would just rewatch Unbreakable or Glass again either. I mean, mm. I, I feel like I've seen it. I'm good. Yeah. Um. I, I think the only reason to watch is to kind of go through and pick up the things that because you catch a lot more of that stuff right. the second time. I, I can agree with that. I mean, For Barbie, would be the third <laughs> time, but <laughs> she didn't remember the first time. So technically, this True. is just starting it, from this scratch. was the first time of right. memory. Right. <laughs> Right. Um, I think just watching, knowing that Shyamalan builds those things in, I'm not a big fan of his dialogue most of the time because um, I feel it's forced. But the the small filmmaking things that he puts in there, the stuff in the background, and and just kind of weaving things together, I I would probably watch it for more than than anything else. What about you, Barb? Would you watch it again? Out of the three, it's probably the only one I'd want to watch again if I wanted to. But it would be more of a, you know, somebody was over that wanted to watch it. You know, that's kind of how I feel about it. I just it's not it's not something that I'd even put on for background noise because that's, yeah, no, 
you know, I, I like, you know, I'd like something light and happy for background noise or something that I intimately know, like as dumb as it sounds, Miami Vice. That's not light and happy, but it's a part of my, <laughs> it's a part of my life. So I can watch it and enjoy it. Yeah, you can laugh at me all you want, but it's right there on Blu-ray, right there. Right yeah. there on Blu-ray. No, I'm I'm just yeah. thinking light and happy. <laughs> and, and, and you know, Miami Vice is not like that. But like typically, what I would put on is something like an you know Iron Man or uh, you uh-huh. know Looney Tunes or something. This is not. Yeah, I, for me, that's Criminal Minds, so I can't get yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So 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 yeah. I mean, it it sh- it should be appreciated because I think it is a pretty damn good movie, and 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 McAvoy just absolutely crushes it. But mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know if I'd I, I wouldn't just say hey, let's watch. Split again. Yeah. I wouldn't mind like just going through the faces again or right. picking up all those little details. I never saw the animal crackers, that kind of yeah. stuff. But yeah. otherwise, yeah, no. Uh, here's another question that's kind of very similar to this is if they come out with another extension of this that features Casey and I don't remember them. Is uh, it she ben? did such is, a good job. Is Ben the name of the David's son? I can't remember. I so, can't remember. It, so it had, you know... A fourth in the trilogy. Yeah. Yeah. I would. And I yeah. tell you why I would. I think we that we have to. I think that that opens. <laughs> well, We're committed now. Yeah. There's no going back. We're three in. Come the on. The completest in me says yes. <laughs> um, I think it would. There's I, pizza and wine. I'm, I'm intrigued. <laughs> yeah. Fuck it. I'd almost watch Gone Girl again for pizza and wine. Um, yes, I would because I'm intrigued at the organization that's yes. hinted. And they also open up that it's not just those two. Yeah. So and this, you promised me there's like something because I was so yeah. mad at the end of Glass and I am buying in to what yes. you were selling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because so otherwise I am really unhappy. Exactly. And, and who, knows, who knows what we've got? Because technically in this movie, in, in this series, you have three superheroes. You have the criminal mastermind. Mm-hmm. You have the arch villain. And then you have the superhero. Mm-hmm. So if that was just what you had going on in Philadelphia, what do we have everywhere else? I would definitely, I would definitely be interested to see what they do. And not having a superstar in it or someone that's willing to work for less, like a you know, not a Bruce Willis, you could have you could have a, a much better action-y type movie. Or or um a suspense movie with with an espionage type thing. I I liked I like what he's set up. Let's see if he gets the opportunity to move forward. I mean, you just made a movie for twenty million that made two hundred seventy-eight million. You, you got to start go. You got to keep going until it falls on its face, right? Right. Because even if you spend twenty and you make a hundred million, I mean, I'll take that investment all day long. All, except I only have twenty. Can I put in twenty and get a hundred million? <laughs> Not twenty million, twenty dollars. dollars. Yeah, Cents. I got it right over here Cents. on the countertop. <laughs> so yeah, I, I, I level up now. Would I, have I go ten shiny pennies, what? a nickel, two nickels, and a dime? Here you go. Would I go to the theater? Probably not. I don't know that I'd go to the theater to see that fourth movie. Yeah. I would wait for streaming. I think okay. personally. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right. Or I'd watch it at home. All right. Any final words on Split? Before I ask the dreaded question. Yeah, two thumbs up. <laughs> two thumbs up, way up. I don't know. Yeah, nothing He's an else. animal. He hadn't any disposable thumbs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you want to play animals? <laughs> no! <laughs> I, might, I might be interested. <laughs> interested in, yeah. Okay, so. Et cetera. Et cetera. Play, play a little bit of, you know, older animals with weak hips. I, I don't know. <laughs> 
want to play dogs with hip dysplasia. <laughs> That's not funny and you know it. <laughs> um, All right. So my dreaded question of the week is... This um, is always so hard for me to pick. I, I never know. What um, are you going to make me watch? Have you seen First Blood? I don't know what it is, so I'm assuming no. I have not seen First Blood. The First Blood, Sylvester Stallone, the is start of the Rambo the series. Rambo? Yeah, no, the first one. You I have not. All right, we're going to watch First Blood. Uh, okay. Just trying to warm up my Sylvester Stallone. Because Rambo <laughs> has five letters. Yeah, you know, Adrian, you got to come over here. And Cobra. Ends in an A. Ends wow. in an A. It's not, it's not good either, is it, Barb? No, no it's not good. Mine's not either. I, 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 I know, yours is better. But I own it. Yeah. At least I didn't go, get to the chopper. <laughs> Jenny. Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it, is my, it, is, it is my opinion the best movie of the series. Uh, it's not my favorite movie of the series. My favorite is Rambo 2 just because. Mm-hmm. But the first, this movie I thought was really good. All right. All I can think is headbands and sweat. That's all. Well, you get to see his butt. Oh, see his butt. There's no hair on it. One big pimple, but there's no hair. <laughs> on it. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh, joy! There's a picture for you, ladies. Woo! All right. All right. Well, thank you, Barb. Thank you for yeah, having me. Sitting this through this fun. absolute well, craziness. We can, you can you can come over and watch movies with us with us whenever you want. You just have to be willing to talk about them on on podcast. Works. It works. Have you seen First Blood? You haven't. Oh my God! The I don't person, think so. the person that actually defended the Expendables to Susan. I, if I have, it's been blood. so long I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, but you, you know just saw Split like six weeks ago. And you forgot that shit. So <laughs> has it only been six weeks? When no, did we watch no, it the first it, time? It was a while. It was a while ago, right? What? Which? When did we see Split the first time? Last week. At your house. The first time. Oh, the first time. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck it is was... happening in here right now? <laughs> It was. It had to be. When was? Was it? Was it probably during when I was doing football? It was when you were doing yeah. football. It was after Aaliyah was born. So yeah. Well, that came out. <laughs> that came out in 2017. So that would make sense. All right. Gotcha. Good. Okay. Well, I mean, you can come watch First Blood with us if you want. I, right. I don't care. I, you know, I, I, I love it. It's a f- great movie. All right. Okay. Do you want me to pick something different? No, it's fine. Open. Dun, dun, dun. I got Ernest on here. No. <laughs> I have seen that. You've seen Ernest? Of course I have. You don't I have know, a one-year-old child. You don't yeah. even know which one I'm talking about. because I. Well, I, there's I, several. There are. <laughs> and, and, and some of them are not worth watching. He keeps threatening Ernest. If you were going to pick an Ernest, I'm not threatening Ernest. Oh, my Ernest. gosh. I don't know. There's a long list. I don't remember which there's, ones are good. There's really only two of them to me that are worth watching. I don't remember. Ernest goes to camp. Yeah. And Ernest goes to jail. I've seen Ernest Goes to Camp. I don't think I've seen Ernest Goes to Jail. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh my! Oh, ladies and gentlemen, oh, my God. I'm so happy right now. Oh, no. I'm kidding. She, she, made me, she made me promise not to pick Ernest. Okay. She said, don't pick Ernest. So guess what I'm going to pick next week? <laughs> you don't get to pick next week. I do at the end of the show. No. Next week at the end of the show, I get to pick. I get to pick. No, You've I already get... picked. Bullshit. Next week I pick. That's Bullsh- how this goes. No. <laughs> we are so sorry. I think we're probably going to lose all our listeners after no. the end of this one. <laughs> They're going to enjoy it. Uh, so much fun. 
Yes. Thank you very much for being here, Barb. And we hope out there, we hope everybody we enjoyed it. Go ahead and pimp us out, hon. All right. Um, You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Honey Watch This. Um, We also have a Facebook page. Uh, You can also find um, all of our episodes at honeyyoushouldwatchthis.podbean.com. Or you can listen to us on anywhere you could find podcasts if you listen to us on apple Podcasts, please uh be sure to rate and review yeah and uh that'll be taking us out what about uh you i'm you want to give me a personal i'm at g bishop 72 on twitter but and unless you want to uh, you probably don't want to li- see my tweets <laughs> 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 my tweets have been really mean lately to like just not to like just people in general, but just to kind of like, you know, trolls that are asking for it lately. That's kind of what I've been and some satire stuff, you know. All right. So. Or or you can follow me at uh at uh marketing underscore angel on Instagram and you can see the pictures of our lovely podcats who like to. Her tweets are much better. Um What about you? Disrupt Barb? the podcast from time to time. Do you have an Instagram or a Twitter you'd like anybody to listen to or follow? Are you active? Uh, uh, not you act- very active. She's off the grid. Are you active I'm on the, the Are you active on the social distancing media? Media. <laughs> I am. You'd have to. No, oh, she doesn't know. I don't know off the top of my head, dude. What are you kidding me? Wow. <laughs> All right then. Well. Okay. Um, <laughs> Next time, tell me to be prepared. I guess this one thing's down. Oh, my God. I can't even speak. I think it's time to go. Pivotal. 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 Et cetera. Et cetera. Thank you very much. Have a wonderful week. We will see you next week with First Blood. Bye. Bye.